passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yo. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off-kilter, the professor, the godfather. Post-wrestling, the NWA, not oh, keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's pop excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in. Nubian kings and queens, we invested in. It's for the culture and we repping it. It's for the culture and we repping it. And welcome to the NWA podcast, the Nubian wrestling advocates the show all about getting color in the professional wrestling business welcome to the final show of the year for the nwa podcast hope everybody's having a wonderful holiday season merry christmas happy kwanzaa uh happy chinooka as, as Smokey robinson would say uh i am the godfather nate milton and i am joined as always by by my partner in crime by uh, a man who doesn't need any introduction, but I give him one each and every month anyway. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. The angry intellectual himself, the professor, Chris Ely, a.k.a. Moderna Chris. What's good, brother? Man, chilling, chilling. Um, I'm not in Los Angeles this week uh, because I had to go to a funeral. So mm. uh, RIP my cousin Mike. But um, Most I'm glad to be here um, and uh, just just get vaccinated, everybody. Take that shit seriously because mm-hmm. uh, my cousin didn't. And this is kind of where we are at the moment. Yep. And we've already lost too many cousins and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and parents and grandparents uh and friends from this so uh yeah y'all this this ain't a game this ain't a game but uh, so again you know thoughts and prayers to your family chris uh you, you definitely yeah. know we, we got you back here at the program uh but this is the holiday season man and for those that uh can see me on the video i don't know if if, if the video version is up or not but, uh, i got my official post wrestling christmas sweater man because because nothing says yeah. the holiday season Chris, like John Pollock and Wei Ting on your chest. And so that's why I'm right. repping the post-wrestling uh, Christmas sweater here. But uh, you you got any big plans for the holidays, man? Um, I think we're just, like, having, like, brisket and stuff okay, like okay. that. I think we wanted to have kind of a half-holiday vibe, half-summer vibe. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got some brisket coming um, on Christmas and uh, like smoked sausage. And then we still have some holiday stuff going on. So I'm looking forward to it. It's just going to be me and my girlfriend this year. Cause I usually during this time of year, I, I take my trip to Atlanta and then I mm-hmm. hit up every little spot. I was hoping to be able to do the December show live uh, with you, yeah. you know, at the same time. That that could have happened, but just could have happened next know, year. Yeah, t- yeah, timing wasn't there, but yeah, next year we we do the live show, and mm. you know, all will be right. Yes, uh, but 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 as you mentioned, Chris, you know, one of the big things about the holiday season, man, is about you know family, man, and 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 what. You know, reconnecting, Chris, reconnecting and and reminiscing over the last year. And so that's what we're going to do on the NWA podcast this month. We're going to kind of take a look back at the best, the worst, and the biggest stories of 2021 in the world of professional wrestling in a way that only the advocates can. And and to keep that going, Chris, we got some special guests on the program. Uh, But at this point, they're not even guests, Chris. They're pretty much parts of the family. So uh, first of all, uh, this gentleman was on our very first episode of the program. Uh, he hails from the Pro Wrestling Torch, and uh, he, he is a citizen of the uh, great city of, of Britsburg, Pennsylvania. Y'all give it up for Rich Fan. Rich, what's good, brother? Not much. How are you guys? Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Chris behind a Kwanzaa, if we want to add them all together. Okay, okay. Uh, hope you did doing that. Well, it's doing well. Weather's good. Kansas City won. Got to see Oakland get smoked. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Las Vegas. I'm sorry. That's right, Las Vegas. I'm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be picking them names out the face. But yeah, I, I still call San Diego the Chargers. So I mean, uh, yeah, the Chargers, San Diego. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this 2021 look around and kind of seeing what worked, what didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always a pleasure. Yes, and we we definitely glad that you was able to make time for the final show of the month, brother Rich. Uh, but we are also joined by another friend of the program this man you know you know chris when when we think about holidays one of the things we think about are are gifts and some people you know they might want a piece of clothing some people might want jewelry some people might want you know a a game console uh some people might want you know a really really special book but our next guest he don't want none of that all he wants for christmas is a side eight by ten courtesy of that man hook Y'all give it up <laughs> from True Hill Heat, the one and only SP3, a.k.a. Brother Sid. SP3, what's good, brother? Hook gang is here. <laughs> yes, yes. Paint had to come with my Christmas sweater with the bells on it. Yes, thank you, guys. That that was an, an amazing introduction. I, I get complimented on my introductions, but... Man, that 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 blew any of my former introductions out the water. <laughs> Thank you so much. But yes, I am very happy to be here with you guys. Uh, you know, 2021, it's been a great a great year and it's been a great year because I've been able to meet all you guys and have some mm. fun beyond here the NWA podcast. Have you guys over on True Hill Heat. So I'm very happy to be here for this holiday celebration. Yeah, the last time we would have talked to SP3, Chris, at least the both of us, would have been the episode of True Hill Heat where we did the uh, draft, where you and you and me, Team Post, Team NWA, uh, yeah. we 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 uh, went and, and represented against uh, 
uh, our guys over at True Hill Heat uh, for yeah. drafting the greatest black roster <laughs> of all time. And, and of course, we, we came out victorious, SP3. Yeah, we had y'all on the ropes in that round one. Like that round one, y'all had the first pick, so of course y'all went with with of course Rocky Mavia. Of course, and, of course. But we came hard. We had Sasha Banks in there. We was getting the tag teams, and then y'all peep game on the tag team game. Yeah. And and y'all y'all caught y'all, y'all got us, us on the tag teams up. twice in a row, and then after that it was it was over. We like okay, we we didn't peep game. <laughs> yeah. Y'all y'all caught up after that. That was such a great time. One of my who, favorite who, who episodes. Did? Of true. Who does the sides on that? Was that is that Romeo doing? Yeah, like Romeo. The... Romeo. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, shout out to Romeo. Yeah, yeah, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, better miss that. Uh, what what episode <laughs> of uh, True Hill Heat was that? Uh, SP3. I want to say I, I'm gonna double check right now. But I, yeah, um... definitely go back and check that one. Oh my god, Chris. that was such a great episode. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, uh, I mean, check out y'all should be subscribed to a uh, True Hill Heat anyway. But that was a that was a really fun episode with me and Chris going over there and and just talking about you know we was competing, but it was all in the spirit of fun and we were just kind of reminiscing over some of the great black talents uh, uh over the years in the wrestling business. Yeah, such a great time, and that was True Hill Heat one forty seven okay. WWE versus AEW Tribal Wars. So yes. yeah, it was it, that that was probably my favorite of the fantasy wrestling draft that we've done so far. That was like the the funniest one because especially when with that with that meme with Tony Khan that broke Chris. I have never <laughs> Chris laughed that much. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're gonna do on this show? Uh, we are gonna be joined for for the listeners out there who may be wondering. Uh, Andrew Thompson is going to join us a little bit later in the program to close out the year. But I figured, fellas, we can kind of take a look back because this is a time when a lot of people reminisce. Uh, And when you look at 2021, a year that was this weird in-between year, I guess you could say, because we were not quite as locked down as we were in 2020 with the pandemic. But it's also not quite as wide open as it was in 2019 pre-pandemic. So we were kind of in this midpoint. And so... We, we can talk about the best, the worst, the biggest stories of the year. Let's start with – let's start on a positive note, y'all. Let's, let's, let's start with what was your best or favorite story of the year in wrestling, particularly, you know, from the lens of uh, a black journalist, a black uh, content creator, a black fan. And uh, speaking of fans, we can start with, the, with that man, Rich Fan. Rich, what was your best or favorite story of the year? I think the best or favorite story for me this year was the Ascension uh, resolution at the mountaintop and then coming out party for Big E. Mm. Uh, when we first saw it earlier in the year, when it looked like they were going to give him the ball a little bit, at least to be in the main event picture. Mm. Then with the money in the bank cash in, and even despite the company not paying attention to it, him just showing up and showing out everywhere he's been, whether yes. it's going to boxing events, doing MMA voiceovers, uh, super fight voiceovers. Breakfast Club, uh, though I don't count that one as much. Like he, he they could have said some sideways stuff on that, and Biggie would have been left holding the bag. So thank God that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and and ultimately, I I think he's proven in the ring. He's one of the top guys. And while he hasn't ha- yet had that marquee feud, he no. was elevated by beating another brother for the title, like beating Bobby. That's something we'd never seen in WWE before. I wrote about that mm. in the Torch, like in the several decades worth of history a black man losing to another black man was never in the cards it was never just something people thought could happen and so i think with each day with each 
match with each part of his reign, he's doing a lot where I, I, I just didn't see it. And so that was really a surprise and a happy one for me this year. Yeah. Like I, I'll go ahead since uh, Rich already kind of kicked it off and, and piggyback on that. For me, uh, I had two stories. Um, number one would be Big E because this is a dude I've been talking about for a minute. People that have listened to me for at least the last five, six years, Chris, they know. Yeah. I've been saying it's been time to pull the trigger on right. Big E Langston. Uh, and so to see him get that moment and, yeah, the way they've booked him as champion hasn't been – like it hadn't been bad, but they certainly could be doing more, I think, right. with Big E. And uh, Rich's other point, this is a dude that – is not only available and open to some of these outside ventures, but he's good at them, man. Like, I don't even like Iowa football, Rich fan. But Big E doing that <laughs> intro for them a couple weeks ago yeah. got me excited. I was like, go Hawkeyes, man. <laughs> like, he's he's just so good and has been good for a long time. So it's really cool to see that. And also, I guess a side note, even though Chris will probably disagree, is I thought it was cool that Xavier won King of the Ring. Uh, but we could talk about that a little yeah. bit later. No, uh, I, I, we'll talk. About I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We already know where you coming with this, Chris. So the, no, but I liked when he won King of the Ring. I just knew exactly <laughs> what would happen would happen. But mm-hmm. I liked it. So I have a positive thing for you, Nate, on that King of the Ring. I guess if I could slip in with a one. Okay, a, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, just like with Big E, I think with Xavier, with the fact that the guys at Up Up Down Down have refused to do more media until he was paid what he deserved. Yeah. The respect he has from his coworkers is on a level that people didn't realize until that happened. And then him on G4 is much yeah. like Big E. While they've, quote unquote, allowed it, I'm, my video doesn't work on this laptop, I apologize, but I got the air quotes up. While they have allowed that, they've also allowed that man, now that he's one king of the ring, to leave with no regrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think, and we could speak to that all day about how much respect and goodwill there seems to be around the new day, Kofi, Woods and E like you don't hear a bad word about any of those dudes from anywhere, yeah. which is a rarity yeah. in life and certainly a rarity in, in this business. Uh, my, my other one, my other one, a is a story that we've been talking about since episode one of the NWA podcast on post wrestling. And even before that, Chris, and that is the, Let's just say the the colorization, uh, to use a Ted Turner term from the from the eighties, the colorization of AEW and how we're starting to get a little bit more diverse and and more diverse uh, in, in terms of the prospects that they're bringing in. You know, and speaking particular about a guy like Lee Moriarty yeah. or Leo Rush, <clears throat> and so like the the potential is there for AEW to have some black single stars. And that's not something I, I think I would have said a year ago. Uh, so I think that's been a really cool thing. Um, SP3, what what have been your one or two uh, favorite stories of 2021, man? Uh, well, Besides Hook. Oh, well, you know, he's, he, he's no color. He, he's out of this. He's no color. He's no race. He's just Hook. Um, I mean, to, to piggyback back off of what uh, Nate and uh, Rich have said, like I, I've actually interviewed uh, King Woods this year so that was a great experience for someone that's inspired me as you know everything he's done outside of professional wrestling like with the up up down down youtube channel with g4 everything he's done and he said those exact words he was like i won the king of the ring i never thought this would 
happen and they could tell me I'm fired tomorrow and I'll be okay. <laughs> so, so it, it 100% you are on point with that uh, statement, Rich. He can leave with no regrets. So, but the two things that kind of stood out for me the most is to piggyback off of what, uh, what Nate has said is AEW being more diverse with goes hand in hand with wrestling fans speaking up and African-American wrestling mm. fans specifically speaking Talk up about, you know, black wrestling draws and that hashtag. And, you know, it came out of people who just want to complain and just want to be negative about AEW because AEW finally paid attention for, to the woman for a few months. That's, Let's not give them too much. For a few months, they did. So they decided, hey, let's let's go on to this. Let's say they're not diverse enough. And that's led to them getting guys like Lee Moriarty, Leo Rush, Dante Martin, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. once again, is one of the like the bigger names. And that goes hand in hand with my second one, which is kind of weird to talk about. But uh, 2021, especially, you know, with this week, with the news, with Jade Cargill, what she's gone through on social media. But black women in professional wrestling, I think that... Yeah. We've seen them be elevated this year with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair being able to main event the elevation of Bianca Belair in WWE. Yes, they decided to be WWE by the time August came, but still (laughs) Bianca Belair is in a much better position than she was before 2021. So she is. Sasha Banks with everything that she's accomplished with, you know, her outside ventures and everything she does in WWE and then over in AEW, like I said, Jay Cargill being booked like this generation's Brock Lesnar, basically for the women in (laughs) AEW with the undefeated streak, Red Velvet getting the main event, the first episode of AEW Rampage. So Mm -hmm. it's just all across the board from, you know, Impact Wrestling and, uh, you know, ladies like Tasha Steeles, they just signed Savannah Evans, you know, outside Trisha Dora with her title rain uh you know just uh, you know and doing work in ring of honor as well so just across the board black women in professional wrestling i just love what i've seen from 2021 and the elevation and just more representation of black women yeah most definitely and i think that that's something that's going to continue uh into the new year and even though we're on the positive specter spectrum of things right now i, I do want to say that uh you know as far as the black women have come both in the industry and also, uh, you know, our, our colleagues in, in terms of uh, covering this stuff and, you know, just fans, like things do need to get better for them because I see like, and I know all three of us have seen, we've got friends who are women, particularly black women who voice opinions on this sport and the way like they, they come at us anyway, you know, just, just, based off of who we are and the opinions we have generally, but they come at these sisters a, a whole different way yeah. and that's got to stop. And, and that's, you know, I, I, we've all seen kind of the way that they've been addressed and that they are disrespected. And it's like, come on, come on now. Like we all allegedly love this thing, whether we're a fan or whether we're covering it or whether we're in the business. And so like, why would you want to, I don't even know how to say it, Richie. Like, why would you want to gatekeep and yeah, don't you yeah. said it. isolate it. somebody out of this thing? Right. It's just like with comics or video games or any of these mm-hmm. other things. It becomes this is about ethics in wrestling instead of focusing on just the absolute um, lack of respect. I mean, Jade's talking with two years in the game. Could you imagine if there was Twitter around for Miss ja- Jacqueline? Which right. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or. Um, you know, going all the way back to, you know, like uh, Chris Bournier when he talked about women in the 50s and yes, 60s yeah. and stuff they went through. And so I think there needs to be 
a reckoning with that stuff because you, you can't get away talking smack. I mean, shoot, even when you look at what went down with Brandy, where Brandy accurately mentioned some musty dudes were in her mentions when she came back. And mm-hmm. she, she, her and Cody, easy targets, but she's an easier target than Cody a lot of times as being a yep. black woman. Right, yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully that's something that starts to fade away because, you know, like I said, man, we all love this thing to varying degrees. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it's supposed to be for everybody, man. Uh, and so hopefully that that's an attitude that decreases. Uh, but Chris, like, I think this might be what, what people have been waiting for because we know Moderna, Chris, we know the angry intellectual, but it's, it's the holiday season. Chris, will your heart grow three sizes today? <laughs> will you tell us, will you tell us something you actually love about pro wrestling in 2021, man? Oh yeah, I'm, I did. And, and shout out to um, Woods to um, Austin Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, am 100% for him moving up the card, um, and I just I just want to say that because I don't have any <laughs> ill will towards Xavier Woods. Yeah, I thought it was goofy how they had him knighting knighting dudes. I, you you guys are wrestlers. He's not an actual king, but. <laughs> I, I can let that go for, you know, whatever, because no, certain people like it, so I'm not saying that my opinion is right. I just think that kind of – I don't like it when the actual queen knights people, so, um, <laughs> you know, it does, it does nothing. Chris, to, to see. you heard it here first on the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. Chris Ely is anti-monarchy. I am uh, – what, what did Lord say? We could never be royals? Um, <laughs> not, not, not my expect the, the Lord, uh, the Lord shout out on this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like the lyrics to that song. But anyway, um, I uh, really this year, um, I Bianca Belair has been the MVP of this year because mm-hmm. this is the th- my thing with Bianca Belair, and I will one hundred percent maintain this. She got over by her goddamn self for real by her goddamn self yes she did she wwe did not give this woman anything good on television i 100 mm. percent believe that i don't think she, i think the stuff that she got the crap that she got she was able to turn it into fertilizer and grow a beautiful garden of stuff. <laughs> it wasn't because the writing for her was extra special or spectacular. Right. Um, I am very, and this is how I know Bianca Belair is the truth, is in spite of all of the nonsense they gave this woman on TV, she rised above it. Mm-hmm. And how many people in that company are able to do that? That nonsense that you get booked with in WWE, it has a way of just being like a a backpack full of like rocks and bricks and stones. It it hampers you, you know. And she was able to um to rise above all that and do really really good things um right up until that stupid SummerSlam nonsense, mm-hmm. which we don't need to talk about. And even after that, she still has maintained her relevance and they mm-hmm. haven't really done great stuff with her then. I do think there is, you know, there's only a certain amount of time before it starts affecting her, 
But well, hold, right hold, now, hold, hold on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. I, I, I flag on the play, brother. You so you telling me <laughs> you're gonna sit up here in the Christmas season in front of Santa Claus and everybody and tell me that you're not hyped about this dewdrop feud that they're giving us this dewdrop hotness? She's another one that deserves better than what she's getting. Yes, to, so much better. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm, I, when, with Bianca, I have learned to take the wait and see approach with her just because she rises above a lot of that stuff. So Let it we'll play see out, if she Chris. Can, Let it play out. Yeah, we, we'll see if she can rise above this feud. And then another thing that I'm happy with, and I know we'll talk, and I know it'll come up in the negative portion of the show. I'm happy Jay Lethal got hired by AEW. Mm. That's me. I, I I like the brother. I don't know him personally, but you know, I said what's up to him at an event one day. He said what's up back. That was <laughs> cool. <you know? laughs> when we get into the negative portion, I, I, I still need to understand the controversy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I can be like, well, FJ Lethal. But right now I love him. And Prince Nana. Um, mm. He's been teasing Christopher. The, the em- embassy. Yeah, that's that. Now, Nana is an actual friend of mine. Yes. So um, I'm not. I, former I, guest know. on the show. Shout out to Prince Nana. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm happy to see him teasing. And I would love to see the embassy in AEW. I think mm. it would be great. I think we need people like that. And then I'll also. I, I love Mark Henry at AEW. <laughs> oh, I man. do. I think I that it's yeah. I think that it's time for the main event thing mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things to watch. I read that. It's one getting over Tony, too. It yeah, is the one. The one week Tony Schiavone did it, I was mad. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "What the? This is Schiavone doing this shit, man? This is, where's Mark Henry at? You know? Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, they but, needed to tag him in. Like all of a sudden, you get like Mark Henry at home taking care of his sick kids. It's like it's yeah. time for the main event, and then he just goes right back to feeding his kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would have been cool with that. Yeah, but yeah, but but Mark Henry. But yeah, that's so. I, so I'm liking the the new guys, and I, and the one thing I like about the Jay Lethal and AEW thing is the fact that he. I don't think someone that talented should be mm-hmm. modulating without a home to go to. That's mm-hmm. just my my opinion on on that on that on from a professional standpoint. From, from, from yeah. on a professional level, he's very good at his job, and I think he's someone that can be in the mix. Maybe you don't want to put the world title on him or even the TNT title on him, mm-hmm. but we do we do need black guys in the mix in that company. Yeah. Um, and, and until and, I hear a compelling argument that Jay Lethal is trash or whatever, um, I, I'm I'm on Team Lethal. And I was going to say, for more on that, for more, like Chris elaborates even further, uh, check out the latest edition of the Kings of Sport podcast, where me and Chris uh, talked about a couple different topics, and uh, Jay Lethal was one of them, because this was, I want to say, a week or so after Lethal debuted in AEW, and we talked about that for at least a good 30, 40 minutes. Uh, so you can check that out for more of Chris's perspective and my thoughts on Jay Lethal getting signed by AEW. Uh, but let's yeah. go from the positive. Let's flip the script and go to the negative. <clears throat> and, and, and we can start with, let's mix up the rotation a little bit. SP3, what was the uh, worst story of 2021 for you, brother? 
Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> WWE gave us a lot of those, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, are we just talking about a storyline or just a story in general? Either a storyline or something like that yeah. happened in the industry and anything uh, that, that didn't it, sit right with you. It's, anything it's WWE, WWE releasing 80-plus yep. wrestlers. That's, yeah, there that, it is. That's the number one thing, and especially, you know, because we're talking about African-American wrestlers. So many talented bona fide superstars mm-hmm. that they had under contract for a very very long time they did they, they just missed the buck on like isaiah swerve scott who has been there since 2019 and was one of the hottest independent wrestlers in the world mm-hmm. uh they decided to put him in a group the group was kind of mishandled in the way it was formed but it became one of the most hottest act in professional wrestling one of the most popular stables in professional wrestling gets called up to the main roster, and a month later, all of them are let go. It just doesn't make sense. You got someone who looks so unique, like B-Fab. Yes, she's not experienced, but you can you have a performance center for a reason, I, I suppose. <laughs> you might want to train this girl because mm-hmm. she has something that you can't teach, so why don't you teach her the stuff you can? Mm. So it just... It, it doesn't make sense. Top dollar, you know, for all of his Twitter fingers, it's a guy that is a, a former NFL player. He's he's tall. He was a big guy. He had the look that Vince would love. It just, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And then, you know, Keith Lee, of course, we, you got to mention him. Him getting let go is just one of the biggest blunders in WWE history because yeah. this is a guy that, yes, Look wise, that's a guy that Vince would would love. He's a big, he's a big guy, but he can do all the things that usual big man can't do. And instead of, you know, putting the highlight on that, you know, they decided to basically say, no, what you're doing is wrong. We're going to teach you the right way to do it. Mm. And whenever they do that with someone that is talented, that has been a star, that has been a top guy, that has been a world champion, everywhere they go, they always fail that person. So yeah, overall, it's just all the the WWE releases. Some Mm. of them are understandable. We're just coming off the heels of the whole Jeff Hardy situation, which is 100% understandable on WWE's part. Uh, Jake Wirtz, uh, Jackson Riker, those guys totally understandable. And even someone, you know, from our culture, like Velveteen Dream, that's also totally understandable. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But just just when 95% of your releases for the year <laughs> is baffling it yeah. just it, it just doesn't make sense and if we're talking about storyline wise this goes hand in hand that's the that's the worst story worst storyline is probably Randy Orton versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt mm. or or that one because of you know the results of what happened to the fiend him losing at wrestlemania doesn't really make sense for the storyline that we got that started with him getting burnt alive and coming back to life <laughs> he should come back and win i think that should be the ending <laughs> but something that was probably worse because of what it what it was supposed to mean for wwe's future especially on the main roster for the next couple of years and how much it's it's like killed and how, what they represented for one of the brands, the Undisputed Era breakup. That is one of the worst stable breakups I've ever seen. So those yeah. two, storyline-wise, are the worst. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the releases because that was going to be my story too, uh, SB3, mm-hmm. because normally like we, we've gotten used to that one batch of releases <sighs> after WrestleMania every year. Like We've gotten used to that. 
but to have four rounds of releases in 16 months in a time where you're also bragging about record profits. It's like, come on, like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? And so, yeah, like, I think that it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And so uh, that would be my worst story uh, of the year. Uh, but, but, you know, you know, Rich, anytime you got bad news, you got to balance it out with good news. So I got a little bit of good news here for the people, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, while we continue our conversation on the worst story of 2021, let's bring in one of the bright spots of 2021. Somebody with so much potential and talent that even NXT 2.0 couldn't stop this brother from shining. Y'all give it up for my nephew, the youngest in charge here at Post Wrestling. Andrew Thompson. Nephew, what's going on? Good man. How y'all feeling, man? Look at all these look at all this melanin in, in this stream, man. Motherfuckers in here glistening. Look at it. Uh, <laughs> Black excellence on your screen right now. How y'all how y'all feeling, man? Holidays good, coming brother. up. Yes. Oh, we good. Listen, to Andrew's point, I want to give credit to Ian Ruckabani because I never thought I would hear in any wrestling podcast, any wrestling announcer, let alone my man Rickabani from Allentown drop black excellence <laughs> with the, hey, with the hey. bass in his chest last night when he was talking about Shane Taylor promotion. Yes. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, hey y'all, speak, speaking, of, speaking of final battle, did y'all see that man Kenny King with the silky last night? I was mm-hmm. like, this legend, yeah. legend. Yeah, he came. He came out in the silky with the with the diggy pants and the fives. <laughs> Yo, that shot, that that, yeah. that shot with with all of everybody in the ring with the fist up, man. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Hell of a way, hell of a way to close out the show, man, or, or, or close out the uh, era, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, this era of Ring of Honor. And who knows if we'll get another one next year. It's not looking good, but uh, at least we're going to get the show in April. But that was a good way to close things out. Uh, yeah. I, I love the callbacks. I love the video messages uh, and and Lethal and uh, Gresham in the main event. It made sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. They say, say uh, you, think, you think they're going to probably go the route of like more so of an independent promotion going forward? Yeah, like a super indie mm-hmm. where they have those mm-hmm. big shows, especially when you have guys like Sure and yeah. some of those dudes that showed up in the middle of the show where I'm like, you got the Ring of Honor dudes coming out, and they look like Ring of Honor dudes. No disrespect to, mm-hmm. to them, but you see freaking EC3 walk out, and he looks like a, a monster. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that dude. Like I saw somebody put a tweet up, and it was like, "Hit the gym, fatty," and he's like walking out of there. It's like he's got a thirty pack. I'm like, this is this is obscene. And then you get yeah. and then you get Braun showing up. It's like free the Titan. Now I will in the Pettiness Hall of Fame if he does go by Titan as his name, I'm putting that in top five, and it ain't five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that that would be be amazing. Uh, But, Andrew, to kind of catch you up, so we were just – we already talked about our best story of uh, 2021, and we were on to, like, our worst story or uh, storyline, you know, whether that be something we saw on TV or, you know, me and SP3 were just talking about the releases that we got this past year and how that was kind of our worst story of the year. Uh, so for you, you know, you, you cover more wrestling than, than any normal human being should be able to do brother. So what was your real quick, like what's your best and worst story of the the past year? 
man that 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 that's something that's something i had to like sit on man but like uh i i would say probably my best story that i could just think up off top uh I'm 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 gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say this just just strictly off recency bias because I really I really didn't have a chance to think about it but uh it, I, I would say this is one of the, one of the best stories not my best story but just one of the best stories it was cool seeing Gresham get his win last night I'm gonna just say mm-hmm. that just just strictly off recency bias because it's like it's it's fresh on my mind um you know I'm thinking about Bianca Belair winning the SmackDown Women's Title at WrestleMania that one was like burned in my brain um you know of course Big E getting his title win. Yeah, uh, like, like I think just over this past year alone, we've seen like an abundance of like black talents like sort of rise to the forefront. I think that's been more like obvious than than anything this year. Like it, it just seems like from January on forward to where we are now, it just you seen like a surge of black wrestlers like step up and just you know be be presented in the light that I think all of us think that they should have been presented in for for quite some time now, for especially mm-hmm. for those who've been grinding at it for you know for years on end now. I, I, I think I had probably had to agree with you and see uh, as far as the releases, probably is the worst stories of the year, especially because the amount of releases. But yep. also in that same vein, I, I'm like personally excited to see what most of these people are going to do outside of WWE because I know they'll probably find a hell of a lot of success. Like I, I think one of the ones that's probably like the most questionable uh, is, is Isaiah Swerve Scott. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's going back to, he's probably going to have to go back to Shane Strickland now, but like, uh, but like I think three days after he got released, uh, Rocky Romero had did a podcast and he was like, "Man, if Swerve want to come to New Japan strong, you know, he got the open invite." So <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what I'm saying. So like that, that's basically like stamping it in right there. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be other places looking at him trying to bring him in. So yep. like, he he probably gonna be a high demand. You, you see Uncle Keith chilling. He got the you know he got the great beard. He like, man, we 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 gonna work that out later. <laughs> he was like, well, I'm, I'm chilling right now. I just came right. off a came off a three year run in the Fed. He was like, I'm good. You know, what you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bearcat got a hibernate fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but I mean, it it, it really like it, it, I, I think that's a really great question to like do like a um like sort of like a retrospective kind of thing like. Yeah. Like to, to really look at like all the stories that have happened this year. It, it, it's crazy how because I, I like when we do this uh podcast. Like I'm mean, uh y'all been having me on for like the like on a uh like on, on an increased role for like the past couple months. And like it's just crazy to think about how much can change within mm-hmm. a month. Like it, it's it's like we talk about a story and then it could literally be outdated in like four or five days just because it's so yeah. much stuff happening yeah. in the cycle. Like it's so much going on twenty four seven. Um, but but yeah, man, I, I would say probably just one of the. Cool- uh oh, you got to use the speed force. He's jumping through time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Vince McMahon cutting Andrew's mic. Yeah, that was. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't believe he's talking about. Oh, cut his mic. Cut it. <laughs> oh, That's enough God. from you, pal. Oh my God, I could not believe. Vince McMahon through time, I'd pay money for that cartoon. Like, just to see that dude in the back commentating on things in history. Yeah. Like, I'd have that wall grow another two years, pal. It's like, no, Vince, the Civil War's over, brother. He's like, have him come back a little bit. Like, nah, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm. 50-50 booking. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We have Sherman, he burns one part, and then he loses a battle. Then he burns. Like, nah, 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 nah. Boston Tea Party, he relocate to like uh, Manhattan because not too many eyes in Boston, pal. 
You yeah. gotta get the seats. You gotta get the seats. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing, Vince? What are we doing? Vince uh, but yeah, time. I like that talk. I mean, when it comes to the worst stories for me and kind of the things that stood out, you mentioned mm. the firings, and that's that's a big part. But for me, uh, losing Ring of Honor, mm. L- losing yeah. that promotion is a huge hole. And hearing it last night, the pain that kind of people were in, seeing it. Uh, firsthand in terms of watching on the screen and then knowing that there won't be another option where you can regularly be on TV. Because if we're honest, as much as, you know, I appreciated them doing the thank Tony Khan on like NWA. So they, he don't have to give them that business. Right. Uh, but in, in uh, you know, none of these other promotions paid for folks or had the level of stringent uh, COVID protocols that ring of honor did and made sure people were good, even when they weren't doing shows mm-hmm. and then they get rewarded with that sort of loyalty with losing like losing their shirts basically and having Sinclair say we're done here. Yeah. And that, and that's just absolutely a shame. And the guys like Shane Taylor and Shane Taylor promotions, you put that on sweat equity in. you put all that time in to build yeah. it. And then right when it's at its positive and it's the most popping it's over. Mm. And that, it, that just sucks, man. I mean, I think about Gresham and I think about his title win and I think about the fact that how come this couldn't happen a little sooner? Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, or, or, or I go back and I think about the relationship they had with New Japan and how mm-hmm. that kind of went sideways. And, you know, as much as people like nowadays, I'm, I'm thinking about stuff from years and years ago, not stuff like in the immediacy. As much as people see evil and they want to throw bricks at him right now, he's still one of my adopted children. Him and Sonata will always be welcome at a place <laughs> at the table. But when he was here, he just sat in New Jersey for like eight months because Ring of Honor didn't have anything for him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just little things like that, like where you had these chance to make these guys like, hey, we're going to have Show and Yo be the Tempura Boys. Their gimmick's going to be they like spicy food. What? <laughs> what are we doing? I, 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 Jay White is a rock and roll dude that kind of is an awkward New Zealander. All right. <laughs> I mean, at least when you look at places like RevPro, when they use the gimmick, that's what they're going to be using in New Japan. Right. And when they're in the United States, particularly when they were in Ring of Honor, a lot of these guys were just kind of like, all right, man, you just put something on. We'll figure you out later. Mm. And I think the final thing I would add in my, my, my downside of 2021 because of the Ring of Honor is I think there's this this void also of who's going to be able to take the mantle of what is wrestling going forward. Because Ring of Honor was always that, that standard bearer of we are mm-hmm. wrestling. AEW has some of it, but AEW to me, as much as people thought it was going to be a New Japan ripoff, quote unquote, it's the best of DDT without mm. the worst of DDT. Okay, and, and right. so you have great wrestling. You have the non-serious guys, but none of that stuff ever gets in the main event. When you're talking main event, it's always going to be something that's just hard hitting, strong wrestling. You have strong characters. When you go everywhere else, it's still going to be a bounce around. And I think it's it'd be too much to put all that on AEW. It'd be too much to put that on MLW when they're just taping here, yeah. there, everywhere, and kind of doing their Lucha Underground Part Two thing. So I'm just really interested to see where wrestling creates it because GCW is its own beast. I, I just yeah. hope that there's going to be that next option that can kind of continue the spirit. I hope it's Terminus, but mm. I don't want to put mm. that on uh, what they got planned either because I don't know what that vision is. Yeah. And then speaking of vision, this this man just finished uh, fighting Vince McMahon in the time stream. <laughs> 
Vince, Vince McMahon cut this young brother's mic because he knew the potential <laughs> in Andrew Thompson. But Andrew Thompson is back with us. Man, uh, the Wi-Fi tried to take me out the game, man. I had to hop on the phone, man. man they, don't, they don't want to see me win. They don't want to see but, me win, man. You back just in time, Andrew, because everybody's giving their worst of the year except for the professor. And you know. Let's get Moderna, it, Chris. Moderna Let's Chris it, got Chris. something for him. Chris, what was your worst of 2021, man? Okay, there was a lot to choose from in 2021. I tell you that much. Um, but I'm gonna. Um, I think that these three things are probably the most linked together. Um, that is the WWE releases, mm-hmm. um, ROH, um, not being the same ROH that it used to be. Um, ROH was just a company that I loved. Even though though I wasn't this year, especially, it's just so hard to find. It's like I have to send out an SOS message to get clips of ROH. So um, <laughs> I kind of saw the writing on the wall a little bit. Um, so, but I'm sad at it still. And goddamn, um, NXT 2.0 is yeah. the worst <laughs> wrestling program. <laughs> I've ever seen. I've like I've 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 been going back and forth with this because there was I remember two thousands WCW with mm. um Thunder. That was gonna be my question. Is is this worse than two thousand WCW? I think it might be. Damn. Um I I I I've because I went back and watched some of the two thousands WCW and it's horrible. It's, it's, <laughs> there's there's no sugarcoating the awfulness of it. But NXT T 2.0 is I don't even know if if I could call it better it is so 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 stupid Um, (laughs) when I I, like first became like when uh, John and uh, Way were like okay uh, Nate uh, KME we need you guys to do um, this show on the post form and stuff Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so now that I'm doing this show, not just for us, for our own vanity's sake, but for um, the post-wrestling network, I was like, okay, let us let me watch every single show and to make sure, that, you know, just so I can not be ignorant when I'm talking about it. You got to do your due diligence. Yes, exactly. NXT 2.0 is not watchable man i feel sorry <laughs> for the people where um where where wrestling journalism is your number one bread and butter and you have to watch that shit because it's not good man and nobody i don't give a fuck if you're making 200 300,000 a year no one should have to watch NXT 2.0, man. And the stuff that's good on the show isn't even all that great. Like I was say, man, you, you sleeping on that man, Braun Breaker? Yeah, Braun no, Breaker out here. Uh, you, 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 you sleeping, sleeping on, on Carmelo Breaker. Hayes, Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm sleeping, not sleeping on, on Carmelo Hayes. Tony <laughs> D. Tony D. Yeah. Wait, how come the cha- how come the professor don't want to go to chase you? Yeah, Forget about it, Chris. The, the god of Gabagoo. You guys are making the Gabagoo. Who said the Gabagoo? The god of Gabagoo. Tony D. Okay, forget about it. Yes. You, oh, you gave goodness. this guy the name Braun Breaker. <laughs> no, no, he no, he chose that name, Chris. He chose that. No, name. he didn't fucking choose that name. <laughs> Listen, he chose that name just like 
just like Charlotte chose to have yeah. that speech about no. Reed. Oh my goodness! This, this, this is what this is what. Just happened. like Keith Lee chose bad cat. Yep. Yeah, they, they yeah they told this dude that he couldn't be Braun Steiner, Rex Steiner, whatever the fuck his name was going to be. They told him you, they told him you can't be you cannot be that name. So they gave him a list of. Stupid names to choose from, probably. <laughs> and he chose the name that the was least probably stupid. the least stupid of the list of stupid names. He did not fucking choose. Nobody chooses to be goddamn Braun Break. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know, Chris, during my tryout, I tried out with Negro McNegersons. And <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to yeah. just come clean with that. But it's funny because this dude messaged me that too. He's like, got on me on my DMs talking about, well, he says me leak. Braun Breaker says he chose the name. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you think about this now, Chris? I'm like, me. Yeah, you wasted my time clicking on the link of something stupid. <laughs> NXT 2.0 is stupid. It is not good. Now, like, this is the... I would be able to tolerate NXT if it didn't come on USA. If that mm-hmm. was, a, like I said, if it was a cable access oh, show, God. or if it was like a um, like a week, like how Smoky Mountain used to be where it was on on the weekends at like 10 o'clock in the morning Damn. in syndication or something. I'd be able to put up with it. You put this shit on USA Network. Prime time. Horrible. Pr- yeah, prime, prime time. And on prime time. As a lead-in for I'm, Chucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get and you and you get to see how flawed these um young pieces of clay are because they're not molded yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand what's going on with um Anrel Howard. Um, she's Lash Legend now. They talk about her greatness that she was when she played basketball. Um, she talks about it on TV. And then she's like, but I'm Lash Legend. And then this one, the girl that, um, what's what's her name? Let me see if I can find it. But she's okay. uh, she's the, she's the Olympic, she's an Olympic athlete. Oh, uh, Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, and, yeah, and they and they don't even give her like a gimmick. At least Lash Legend is a gimmick name. They gave her a generic Tiffany Stratton name instead of what her real name is. Like I don't understand the logic and reasoning behind these. They guys. have to make money, Chris. It's all about the money. Yeah. If daddy don't get his money, daddy's not going to be happy. And, and by daddy, she means Vince. You don't mean our actual father. And, uh, and, and, if, and if that is her gimmick, why is she on NXT in the first place? Like if <laughs> gimmick is daddy's money and wealth and shit, NXT is the last place you should be. You know what I'm saying? That's like Tony D, though. Like, Tony D, you supposed to be part of this crime family, making all this money. Yes. You got to wrestle part-time on the sides to make ends meet. Yeah. Like, is this this what the fuck is? this 1985 or, like, we we, we definitely back in the 80s. The Fed is back. Yeah. Like, every wrestler had, like, a a double job. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If Bob Holly was a race car driver on the side. Yeah. Is it? Let me get 2022 tugboat. Let me get a tugboat. Let me get, <laughs> yeah. tug boat. Let me 
get a let me get a yeah. safe top of Simba. Let's yeah, get, can I get uh, something simple? Yeah, I remember the, the, my favorite tugboat promo is when he, he cut this promo. He said, "When I was a kid, I wanted to be two things: a wrestler and a tugboat." It's like you wanted to be a fucking tugboat. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I knew I couldn't turn. I couldn't. I knew I couldn't be like a machine, man. Transformers, a, brother. He wanted to yeah, be like that brother in the Transformers movie, the one who had to be right, in the yeah. had to be in the little machine that would turn it. Like he he saw it. He saw the vision. Yeah, the vision so was anyway, in his eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, so ladies I, and gentlemen, I, ladies and gentlemen, that is why when you have a panel, somebody's always got a bad cleanup. That's why I'm the professor of bad cleanup. Because you don't get content like that leading off. <clears throat> no. Crit, 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 Chris Ely in the flesh, man. In the flesh. In the flesh. Yeah. With the with the with the David Ruffin cut too. I see you. <laughs> ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> he said, "Ain't nobody coming to see you, Brian." Yeah. Hey, hey, oh. hey, nah, Chris. I, I think you did make a good point. Though. I mean, mm-hmm. of, of course, Brian went in the media and said that he chose his name, but I mean, it's always the possibility of what you just said because I don't really think that's a far stretch at all that they gave him a list of names. It's like here, you choose these names, exactly. and then. Like, because I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, because he he said in this interview that he didn't want to be, uh, he didn't want to quote unquote latch on to his father or his uncle's success and sort of piggyback off of that. But I mean, like, when, when you really think about it, like why 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 wouldn't you? I mean, you can just take the uh, Bronson Rick Steiner name or just be called yourself Rick Steiner. But I, I think Chris did make a, uh, a, yeah, a real yeah, solid yeah, point. Yeah, 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 real funny, fucking Bron. You're saying, oh, I don't want to latch on. To my father and de- and uncle's names, but you got, you're wrestling in a goddamn colorful singlet. <laughs> singlet, you got the same fucking haircut going on. Same finisher, oh, just like Scott mm-hmm. Steiner. <laughs> Everyone uses Big Papa Pup references to you, even Chucky. But you don't want to latch on to your, your uncle and father's <laughs> name. Dude, Braun Breaker, you're going to be great one day. I hope you are. But shut the fuck up forever. Damn. Pretty much. I wanted to ask all y'all something real quick. Like, uh, yeah. I, I, I think this has been something that we, we all been talking about multiple times this year on different podcasts that we all been on. Like, I, I feel like uh, I was talking about Naomi, of course, like, but mm. I, I feel like WWE, they view her as a part of that old guard. Like they, they look at her as like, you know, the vet who's going to be, you know, passing the torch to the next generation when Naomi's like 33, you know what I'm saying? But like she, she's still, she's still young. So like, and I'm like, I, I'm, I think we're all very curious as to how they haven't found a, found a way to, fully capitalize on the potential that is there. Like, I, I think we all look back to that uh, that moment she had at the Royal Rumble. Even her own colleagues were saying she got the biggest reaction of the night and that whole whole Royal Rumble, and they didn't follow up on it. They just, like, let us, like, you got fucking Kiki Palmer talking about she wanted to play her in movies and shit. Like, how do you, how, like, how do you as a business person not even try to entertain that idea and be like, hey, you want to come in and do a segment with her? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, in the... It would be Naomi, like I, I just think that, like I said, I think they view her as a part of that old guard because she's been there for so long, mm-hmm. and she's been there she, in the damn FCW days. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. but she was there when she was so young that it seems like she's been there. Like she, 
and, and, and that's, a, that's another conversation, like the sort of uh, ageism in wrestling. I know we had a conversation mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. not too long ago. But yeah, man, with Naomi, it's it's like it's so much there that's left yeah. to do. And it's like they just like they, I feel like they're going to forever hold her in that uh, like that balance or, the, or that position of like, hey, we're going to put you with talent A to, you know, use your mm-hmm. credibility to help them get over. And then, you know, we'll give you some we'll give you a little piece of the pie later on. Maybe, you know, you know, we'll, we'll just continue on without you. Yeah, I think it's a couple things, Andrew, uh, and I'll, I'll kick it over to you then, Chris. Like, I think, first of all, they don't get Naomi because they don't get the culture, period, full stop. Mm. And I think, you know, you talk about the Kiki Palmer thing. Like, why didn't they go for it? Because they don't understand why that would work and why that would expand the tent in terms of their potential eyeballs. It reminds me of a story MVP told um about his run when he was on SmackDown. And I don't know if y'all remember, but like they did a thing where a storyline where Sherry Shepard from The View at that time was mm. like fangirl yeah. over MVP. That was yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And so MVP and Sherry Shepard uh, were going to, I, I think it might have been the BT Awards or the Soul Yeah, Trailer I was Awards. there. I was there and I saw them that night. Yeah. Yeah. And so. MVP wanted to turn that into part of the story. And the company was like, why, why would we send a camera crew out there for that? Like, what's what's the significance? And it's because they don't understand the culture. And so I think they're always going to run up against that to some extent. The other thing mm-hmm. is, and Chris alluded to it in his uh, glorious holiday rant uh, that he just <laughs> concluded, like, looking across the board has been bad this year. Like, yeah, there's been some exceptions. Like, I think Big E has been pretty good. I think... Bianca has just overcome terrible booking through Man. Strength, strength oh my of will. Uh, but booking across the board has been bad. And so I think Naomi is no uh, exception to that. Like Naomi's not invulnerable to the bad booking that's going around. And so, yeah, like it, it's, it's a shame that they've never really fully gotten behind Naomi. Like I think the closest they ever got was, was it the WrestleMania Miami? Yeah, yeah, in Orlando, in her hometown. Orlando, yeah. That's the closest yeah. they've ever come to like fully getting behind Naomi, and, and other than that, they just kind of dropped the ball. So, uh, Chris, Na- uh, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh, Naomi, go ahead, SP3. She's a victim of being there too long. When you're mm. there too long, they That's a good point. they put you in a certain role, and mm. you can't escape it. They like, can't certain, miss you if you don't leave, SP3 certain guy and maybe she'll get to the point that she's like a Dolph Ziggler where once a year they say oh you know what Dolph you used to main event you used to be a world title <laughs> champion let's give, you, let's, give you, let's give you a little bit something hopefully Naomi oh gets goodness. to that point uh, I think yeah. I think she has to level up or she needs someone like a, a Natalia to move out the way because Natalia supersedes her in WWE's eyes because Natalia she's got that, stay in that veteran role <laughs> she got that prototypical yeah. look she's a blonde she could work she's everybody says she's one of the best workers right and she's been around for a while so she is always going to be at that hierarchy then naomi then you got tamina but they're in their own section and everybody mm-hmm. else you got the four horsewomen all, all the way over here oscar's mm-hmm. pretty close to them alexa bliss pretty close to them and then everybody else is kind of shuffled around like that but i do have to go fellas it is the holiday season and i do have twins and my daughter is hey, currently, currently ter- tearing stuff up so <laughs> thank you guys for uh, having me. I appreciate yes. you guys having me on this holiday. Thank you, NWA. Thank you, Nate. 
Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Andrew. You guys are amazing. And I'm, I feel like I'm a part of the, of the black content creator family. When I talk to you, <laughs> no, guys. no I, doubt. SP3, much love, man. SP3. Glad you could make some time for us, five, man. You know, five, we, five SP3 in the building. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I ain't want to blow up his spot, Andrew, but you know, he, 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 he's, he's trying to sell y'all something people out there. Don't fall. <laughs> don't fall for the okie doke talking about he got, he got twins. He got to take care of because he's a good loving father and a role model in the community. <laughs> he got two bottles of Terra Monitor that he got to get to. That's what this brother is doing. This that this don't let him fool you. That's oh, after. my goodness, bro. Thank no, you, we, we appreciate we appreciate you, SP3, Thanks, man. SP3, Thank you, guys. Peace out. He's talking about two bottles. And <laughs> hey, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely catch up with that brother uh, in the new year. But, yeah, uh, uh, Rich, any, any thoughts on uh, Andrew's question about Naomi? Because I think it's a good one. Yeah. I, I think to Andrew's point and SP3's point, the one thing that you can look at, and it's not just not getting our culture, but not getting culture, period, mm. is Naomi is lost because they don't understand her. But yeah. when you just talked about uh, Natalia, her and her sister are thirst trapping left, right, and center. <laughs> and they, they always just posit her as just, I'm a wrestler. I'm a wrestler. Yeah, shout out to Jenny oh, Nineheart in the building. Hey, hey, Nate, don't do it, Nate. Don't, don't do it. it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do the Canadian milkman gimmick. Don't do it. I was gonna say I'm, I'm stepping on I'm stepping on Seahawks gimmick. Yeah, don't do it. Camp oh somewhere crying. Like, but that's the thing. It's like you look at that and they're like, they don't get that. They never see her as someone that's um you know, and that kind of came up this week with the idea of Corey Graves obsessing over his real life girlfriend and fawning over his part of her gimmick but then you have fans particularly female fans that say why is it every time i watch a women wrestler or women wrestle i have to hear about how good they look mm. or your gaze and so with naomi the first issue is they don't get that the second issue is they don't get why you would ever want to invest in someone outside of a mcmahon after they turn 32 and then the third thing is she isn't going to do stuff like folks would in the old days to kind of force her way to the top because mm-hmm. she should have been in the, the bloodline. Yeah. Should have yeah. Been. yeah. It was an obvious call. And, 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 and to your point, like, I, I, th- I think we are far beyond the point of, like, thinking Naomi can't be in that primetime spotlight because, A, she just got invited onto Jalen Rose's podcast, The Renaissance mm-hmm. Man. He, yeah, he has, I he, heard that episode. It was, it, was a good, it was a good one, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. a good And then on this this week, she's going to be on the Wendy Williams show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you know what I'm saying? I, when was the last time a wrestler got invited onto the Wendy Williams show? And, and, and even just harkening it back to Big E, he was on The Breakfast Club. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, hurl The Breakfast Club, but, like, when, when was the last time a wrestler got invited onto that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two black people got invited onto that, and that's because I think that at, at the at the root of it, there, there are so many black people who really do enjoy professional wrestling. Yep. I just think I just think they don't understand like some of the ins and outs, and I, I feel like they want to, but they mm-hmm. it, it's like it's like sometimes can be difficult for them to uh, get fully invested in it. But when you have a black wrestler that's communicating that to you, it can be a much more simple thing to understand. And I think by having Naomi and Biggie doing these big media appearances. It's so easy for them to do it. And, and I, that's why I'm also excited to see, uh, not, I'm still focusing on Naomi, but I'm also excited to see Jay Cargill sort of get pushed into that spotlight because mm-hmm. I know that she can go and do those type of media appearances, not even just primarily black wrestling, uh, not uh, primarily black media appearances, but I know she can go out there and do all your yep. little ABCs and all that stuff. And she <laughs> fit, 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 right, fit right in. But with Naomi, man, it's, it's just like a big, 
question mark from from them to her. Like it's it's like they they just don't get it. But then at the same time, to, to what Rich just said, these motherfuckers bringing in Migos at day one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I I, I, yeah. I just wonder whose idea that was. Yeah. Oh, I think that's con. Yeah. I think that's con. You can't talk con. Yeah, tight uh, hookups and like I looked. Like to your point, Andrew, I think about the idea of as soon as I saw Zia Lee and uh, and it's funny how uh, Naomi can always work with like the other females of color and it's just natural. You don't have to do yeah. anything stupid with it. She'll just flow with them. I was like, listen, if you had one black person in a prominent role writing or producing a segment, they would do a training montage of her and Zia Lee doing the glow. <laughs> the last dragon yeah. and getting ready and just like because Sidley's already built for that like all her promos are straight out of like 70s yep. 80s yep. action movie that'd be something and you got a cheap little thing well you got the glow yeah and it's just like <laughs> it's, it's, it's just easy I, I don't easy. know if that brother's still alive to sing that song but he can use the residuals it's really hard he can use the 27 yeah. cents yeah <laughs> yeah, he's he's not alive anymore. Oh, R.I.P. to Willie Hutch, man. But yeah, yeah like and I'll, I'll flip it over to you real quick here in a second, Chris. But to kind of yeah. uh, touch off of what Andrew just brought up, I do think that you know they they're willing to do certain things, and I I do think that Nick Khan is probably behind a lot of these things. Yeah, probably. Uh, but uh, in in terms of reaching out to a culture, but they don't fully embrace it, and the. It's hurting them. It's hurting their bottom line, right? Because there are so yeah. many black fans, so many brown fans of this sport that want to be engaged. And it reminds me of one of the best things I ever heard. And it was a, a show I was doing with uh, Alex Greenfield, former WWE writer. And he was talking about his time on SmackDown. And he was like, I was like, I, I was complimenting him because that era of SmackDown was like the blackest and brownest it had been in a while. <laughs> and he was like, well, yeah, I did it for two reasons. Like, number one, the talent we had at the time with guys like Rey Mysterio and Mark Henry and, and uh, the, you know, the Guerreros, but also like black fans and re- black and uh, brown fans love wrestling. Uh, he's a horror writer too. So he's like, like black and Latino fans love horror, but they're often not catered to by that mainstream horror machine. Yeah. And he's like, we were trying to do something different. Like it didn't stick uh, uh, because at the end of the day, it's Vince's company, but I think there's a way you can still be WWE, whatever that means, Chris. And also, not to steal a hashtag, but give Naomi a chance. You know what I'm saying? In that interview she did with Jalen Rose, she did mention um, the lack of TV time she gets. She didn't sound happy about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't one of those cor- – she didn't give the corporate lines in that interview that a lot of wrestlers, when they do mainstream stuff, give – she was pretty much real about, hey, man, I, you know, you you get to a point where you're just like, well, at least I'm, I'll be grateful for these couple minutes because some of the girls don't even get that. Mm-hmm. But she definitely wants more out of her career. Um, I think, um, I I do think she's a WWE mainstay by virtue of the fact that she's got you know family there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think that by by virtue of who she's related to, there'll always be like a level of protection for her. Mm-hmm. So it might not be, you know, going somewhere else and starting all over might not be something she necessarily wants to do. Yeah. But at the same time, you do hope WWE um, recognize what she brings to the table, um, take advantage of 
everything that she's got to offer because Naomi um, shouldn't be just another woman on the roster. They have so many unique women on their roster. They do. They really do. Nobody should, nobody should be blending in. Yeah. Um, Especially someone like a Naomi. You you, want to know what's crazy about that? uh, About that, Chris, like, can, can you imagine like, so, so, I, so I, I really think they take some of their talents for granted. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really think they do. And, and we're, 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 we're kind of seeing this with, uh, like, we're literally seeing this play out with Kevin Owens as we speak. Like, they yeah. sort of had him on the back burner, and then now they realize his contract coming up. They're like, oh, 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 oh player. They like, hold on now. Where, where, where you going, KO? But, like, mm-hmm. with, with Naomi, man, like, I, I, I feel like with the, with the men's division, it's like WWE, they can just, like, you know, it's whatever. But if, if they were to start having some of these talents, man, and like they, they were just like, well, you know, it's, it's another option out there, a mainstream option mm-hmm. where I could, you know, potentially land and go somewhere where, you know, I got coming off of what, 10 years of TV experience pertaining to Naomi, 12 years. She's been in WWE for eight, eight, nine years or, or something like that. But mm-hmm. like, it, can you imagine if it came to a point where she had just the option on the table? Like it's that contract year for her. And she got another option on the table. Like I feel like that would be like a very interesting thing for her. And 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 of course, like Chris said, I, I don't think that she would just by you know the connections that she has there. And I don't think it would ever be a situation where they're like, okay, Naomi, you're gone. Like she, I feel like she's so inter- she's so connected there on on, yeah. on, to, on top on that, not not even just the family stuff, but more so just the like how long she's been there. Like mm-hmm. she's been there for a minute. She's been a staple for a minute, especially a staple in that women's division for a minute. But yeah, man, like Naomi, I think that's always going to be somebody who's always going to be an interesting topic to, to to discuss because I think we all realize how talented she is, and it's just like it. it, it I, we we talk about it so much, and it's like we beating beating on the same door. But it's like we, I think we all just realize how good she is, and I think we all just want to see her achieve that level of success that we know is there, and we just like mm-hmm. trying to get them to realize it before <laughs> before like you know fucking five, six, ten years pass, and then like. It's it's too late, you know what I'm saying? Like the the window is still open, so right. fucking jump through the damn window. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not what they do, Andrew. You got to be there at least ten years, like Kofi, <laughs> hey. looked over and overlooked for so many times in a row before we can finally have something fluky happen that you can get that opportunity that you deserved for the past ten years. That's that's, that's the way it works up there, man. But that brings us to the last topic. Now, Rich might remember. When we launched this show on Post Wrestling, one of the things we did was we had an inaugural NWA cookout. And and me and Chris and Rich and Sister Maria mm-hmm. gave out invitations to the NWA cookout. So we're not having a cookout, but but we're having a holiday gathering here at the at the NWA podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some names, fellas. Oh and boy. You you <laughs> let me know if this individual can come to the come to the Christmas party. Are they not allowed at the Christmas party or do they or can they come pick up a plate and then they have to leave the party? So don't need three don't need get out of the car. Right. Those are your three <laughs> options. You can come by, pick up a plate and leave. You can't come or you're fully invited. All right. So I'm gonna start with somebody that was a bit controversial last time. Like I'm gonna mix in some new names, but I do want to touch back on some names we talked about in the summer. And uh, I don't think Andrew was here to give his thoughts on this individual. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, maybe the hottest wrestler in the game right now, Rich Fan. Uh, some people would even say that this brother's on fire. At least he was a couple weeks ago. That, of course, 
is is one of the EVPs of AEW, Cody Devontae Rhodes. Can my boy Cody come to the Christmas party? Andrew, what do you say? Cody, he 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 can he can stay in the car. Somebody can bring him a plate. He can get a plate. And, and he he got to eat in the car though. He can't he can't he can't he can't, he can't, he can't come through the gate. He got to eat in the car. You gotta Co- eat in the car. Co- okay, Cody okay. gotta eat in the car. He gotta eat in the um, car, man. Rich, what about you? Can Cody come to the can, can Cody come to the Christmas party? I'm giving Cody a bag of eggnog and tell him God bless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Uh Chris, can Cody come to the party? Yeah, I'm inviting Cody to the party. Um I, I love Cody Rhodes. I, <laughs> this is the thing, man. Even in that garbage promo he did, we all kind of hold, hold on, Chris, hold on. Are you talking about the promo where Cody solved racism individually, single-handedly? Yes, yes that promo. That promo. I don't <laughs> like the promo. He tried something. It didn't work. I'll really give him didn't that. work. That but shit was I bad. Did, but I, I, I can never hate Cody promo or mm-hmm. Cody's roads as far as what he's done to revitalize the wrestling industry. Um, he was a very big cornerstone. He is a pillar of AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, for that reason, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, he's got Brandy with him too, you know. So that so, is, so basically you're yeah. saying Cody can get in based on Brandy. Get on in his own merit too. I like Cody. <laughs> hey, hey, but hey, but Brandy helps. Brandy helps. To, to, to add to add on the Chris point, I, I just want to say this real quick. Last week, um, I think I think it was the most recent episode of Dynamite. I, I, I legit, but prior to that, I legitimately thought Cody was just fighting so hard against the people's reactions. I, I thought he was like just trying to be this like oblivious baby face. Like he's like, yeah. oh, you know, I'm staying true. I'm not turning heel because the fans yeah. they know too much. I'm not. Why would I do that? But, like, when he had that moment when he challenged Sammy Guevara for the title and gave mm-hmm. him the Lord, you know, good luck, good luck, kid. And then he he walked to the hill tunnel. He was like, oh, yeah. my bad. And then walked to the <laughs> yeah. baby face. I was, yeah, like, was I, I was like, all right, you know what? Okay, I'm, 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 I'm going to ease up. <laughs> I'm going to ease up on Cody. I'm going to ease up on Cody. But see, that's why Devontae got the bag of eggnog for me. It's Southern Comfort. It's a good eggnog. It's not like Giant Eagle. It's not like uh, Teeter or some, some cheap stuff. Oh, like, I just gave him a little bag, a little baggy, because I can't have him coming in and explaining to my mother-in-law and my mom, like, why does man back so sticky? <laughs> hey, Yo, hey, 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 Chris, hey, hey, Rich, when, when you take him to eggnog, do, do we get the fist power or he get the dap up? He 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 get the dap up, but it's the I, like the I ain't got it. I can't be around here for too long. So right, right, like right, 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 right. Like hey, yeah. brother, hey, hey, how about we keep this moving? I got a church coming through. Right, said, right. All right, man. Yeah. Good to see you. Like good to see you, man. Stay up, Cody. Stay up. Make, make um, sure make sure you pull off right after I walk away. Yeah. <laughs> see, okay. I'm glad you said that, Andrew. Because here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna break my own rules already. And what I'm gonna do is because because I think, man, and you just alluded to it, Cody Rhodes has been telling some really good stories. Like, I think not all of them have hit. You know, we could talk about that promo. We could talk about, you know, kind of the stuff with uh, Malachi Black, how some of that didn't quite hit. But I think Cody Rhodes is really smart. And this Mm -hmm. character that he's doing right now, like, he's got an end game for it. Like, he's not oblivious to reactions like, like, you know, you alluded to, Andrew. Like, I think Cody Rhodes is making filet mignon in a world that wants steak Mm. Right. 
And so it takes a little bit more time to cook this filet mignon than, you know, that steak them. And so I think once we get the full story, we're going to look back and be like, yo, that was a really good kind of journey Cody took us on. So in terms of the party, what I'm going to do, because, uh, you know, like I'm going to put on the invitations. The party started at 8. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, most people ain't going to get there till around 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30. I'm going to tell Cody to come by at like 7. We got the food already ready. Come on, get you a plate, have a couple drinks, but you got to be out the door by 7.55. <laughs> so you can come to the party, but but it's going to be like a separate, like a, it's going to be like a private party. It's going to be like a Mark Quinn party. You know, uh, it, like separate from the rest of the crowd, Rich. Like Cody can come by, but he, he got to know when to leave is what I'm saying. Yeah, keep it safe. I mean, just let him know. Like it, I would say give him – uh, like a half hour or 40 minutes before when you want to start instead of like two hours because by the time people get there, he'll be just ready to leave. And he's like, oh, hey, Cody. Ah, man, this party, it was a little – I appreciate you staying as long as you could, bro. It looks like everybody else is kind of like, yeah. you know, not honoring the time. He's like, hey, man, I did what I could. I know you got to go somewhere else. I know you yeah. got somewhere else to be. Yeah. I just appreciate you spending time look, with me. Look, look, just, just look at Cody Rhodes. Mm. And his contemporaries of second generation guys that started the same time as him. Mm. You got Cody Rhodes, Ted DiBiase Jr., oh. Sim Snuka, Ooh. Michael McGillicuddy, talk to him, Rich, Richie Steamboat, mm. all of those cats. And look who out of that whole group of second generation last guys, man standing, who's oh, the shit. last man standing. Chris got points. You you you, you gotta got give Cody Rhodes his props, man. Yeah, he is, you right. He, he could have easily turned into one of those second-generation dudes. You could add Harry Smith to that list who just went back just to get the same treatment that he got the first time. Mm. Cody Rhodes could have easily turned into that. Or he could have been a scumbag like Randy. That's the thing I I never (laughs) give him nearly enough credit for. Like, Randy had a full half decade of being a sociopath. He just fed into his character. Oh, that's Randy being Randy. Silly boy. (laughs) Stupid yeah. bags. And Randy, Randy's the, the, the generation before, but yeah, that could have been Cody Rhodes as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Cody, Cody gets some mixed reviews here, but I think this a, they're a little bit better than he got at the cookout. So oh, the cookout. Cody, <laughs> Cody's improving. Uh, well, except for the sis, sister with sa- 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 uh, Sabres ain't here. We ain't got her to talk about. She going to let him in so all the aunties can be looking at him sideways and say, oh, Devante, oh, who, who family is? He's even mixed on the other side, right? He's be mixed with something. <laughs> uh, all right, so next on the list, uh, this is a gentleman that uh, might be a little controversial, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. That's what we do at Christmas time. We we got to see what's going on with all of the family. So uh, this next gentleman is somebody that Chris and I talked about a month ago with Phil Lindsay from Grapsity Podcast. Shout out to Grapsity, Reg, and Will and them. Uh, he is uh, currently your Impact World Champion. Oh, boy. Rich fan. Can Moose come to the Christmas party? I'm going to give Moose a nice little uh, Kwanzaa card. <laughs> Dap him up. I'd be like, hey, man, you know I can't bring you in there. Because <laughs> oh I can't. I can't do it. Like, like, as much as Moose great, dude, but the second my mom's like, isn't that the boy who threw his girl down the stairs? Mama, like... <laughs> He went. He went. Talk to preacher. He's good now. Like, like I can't. I can't even get out that out. Like, oh, he's saved now. Yeah, he. he, he <laughs> yeah, downstairs. Like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know who invited him. 
I think my wife did. <laughs> I'll Urban Meyer in a minute. I'll throw somebody else under the bus if he makes it in. Because he's big enough that he might walk in a few steps. Yeah. Like, listen, don't do this to me in my house, man. Don't do this in my house. Come on, Moose. Man, with, with, with Moose. Go ahead, I, Andrew. I, I, I think with him, what you got to do is you got to tell the family, whoever, whoever on the inside, you got to be like, hey, look, I'm about to step outside for a minute. And then, you, and then you just chill with him for like a good 30 minutes on the porch. And then that's it. Be like, hey, man, I'm about to go back inside. You know, I don't know what you about to do, but I'm about to go back in the house. So, so I'm going to like catch you. Like, you got you to hit him with a smooth one. But, but I, I, th- I think Rich Rich would have carried it well because Moose Boo, a big dude. You know what I'm saying? He probably stepped through the door on you and then, you know, yeah. you, you're on your own from there. That's, like, that's a good point. Christmas, don't be doing well, he got My mama told me not to have yep. you in the house, man. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. So I think what, well, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Rich on this. Like you gotta, you gotta kind of know when Moose is going to arrive and you meet him outside and you just hang with him outside for a little bit, you know, have, have some drinks already ready outside, uh, cigar or something. I don't know if the brother smoke, you know, plate, just, plate, plate ready to go. Already. Plate ready to go. Like, I know you busy Moose, you know, you're a champion and everything dog. Uh, I, we like, we, we just blessed that you was able to come through for a minute. Uh, you know, I know you got to go like that's. I think that's the way to handle it, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so the thing with Moose is full disclosure for me, I've got, Way worse people in my family that come to my cookhouse. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So it just is what it is. My family, oh my my goodness, family, forgives, my, my family forgives everybody for everything because they, you know, if you find if you found Jesus, then hey, it is what it is. You're you're, you're forgiven until you do it again. And then when you find Jesus again, you're forgiven again. That's that's the fan for you. But uh, yeah, man. Um, now I do, like I said, I do interact with Moose on social media. Like mm-hmm. I'm not best friends with them, but I'm I'm cool enough with them. But I, 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 with Moose at least I understand the backlog of why people might be hesitant with him because I don't understand it with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been explained to me from a legalese and a sociological standpoint that I could wrap my mind around. At least with Moose, domestic issues are serious things that, um, and the police were called mm-hmm. and things happened. Charges weren't filed, so I'm going to also remember that. But with, with Moose, I understand why people would be like, hey, this guy might not be the great. And then he's also kind of shout out my boys, um, <laughs> my, my boys, um, uh, Reg and mm-hmm. uh, I, and, I, and you know I, I, the, I the fam always comes first in that respect. Yeah. Uh, even though you, and know, you never I, know, like if you invite Moose, he might try to bring Tessa along, and that's a whole situation. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But so, I, I, I think the thing with Moose is like it's, it's so much like extra additional baggage there that some, yeah. that's some, somewhat hasn't been addressed. Like I remember he did a um. I know it wasn't too long ago he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and I know he got yeah. asked. He didn't ask directly about the uh, the domestic violence situation, but it was like to the point to where he somewhat spoke on it. But he he, I, I don't want, I don't want to say he danced around it because I, I can't remember the exact quote. So I, I definitely don't want to like uh, mix up nothing, especially something serious right. as that. So right. like, it, it, but the way that he worded it from what I remember was it was just a thing of like he 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 went the route of that's not me anymore type thing. Mm-hmm. 
And and that's just mm-hmm. the best way that I can put it without trying to put words in his mouth or like misconstrue something, especially with a situation that serious. And like right. to to uh to 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 Chris's uh, other point about Jay Lethal, I think it's just a situation of like it is it's those multiple allegations out there that haven't been addressed. Like I, what, I think are, I, what, what are the see this is the now this is what I need to know. What are the allegations? Because an allegation is this guy did something to me police were called something like that like if when i hear that oh because i didn't fuck jay lethal i didn't get hired for a job that's not an allegation there's no legalese behind it that's more an ethics thing than anything else and it's also a he said she said thing so that i don't understand what are the other allegations that i that that need I need so, to understand. So, so from what I understand, it was a, a situation that occurred with Kelly Klein as well. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that's from what I understand, where there was a situation of like, I guess some words were exchanged or some, some, some physical things may have been exchanged that didn't go over too well or wasn't received very well from the opposite party. And I think that's been out there for a while, and there have also been what's what what's physical things. But, but see, but see, look, I, I think that's the that's the thing with what I'm trying to convey right now to you, Chris. Okay, like, you is, know, no, no, we're, no, we're no, not going to do this no, to you, no, no, Andrew. No, 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 I, okay. I, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you, you asking, I guess, no, no, not, not I guess, but you asking valid questions, but you're trying to understand. But at the same time, yeah. it, like I said, it's allegations and it, it's only certain things that you, that, that we all know that's public and it's, it's a he mm-hmm. say, she say thing, but at the same time, you can't just out, outright say that this person is right or this person is wrong but no. but, but but no but to, to your point i think we all looking at it as like the allegations or the things about you that's out there should be addressed you know what i'm saying like take the moment right. to address no, the like, situation no, and like like even if it's not a situation of like and, and, and like i said the stuff is out there like you can easily go on twitter and search it and you can you know go go on uh like find different articles and stuff out there from the speaking out movement and stuff like that but like I think it's just a thing of like where people will want some type of accountability, address the situation. Like you got this big cloud over you. So speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Or you going to let well, people well, speak I, for you. I think that's just, you know, okay, my, so that's just my stance on it. Well, mm. so, so I, I don't necessarily agree with that fully because um, I'm in that, that that's the space that I work in. Um, if you have a person and their job is to speak for you, that person is the one that needs to be doing that. Um, If I'm Jay Lethal and I haven't been formally charged with anything, if what I've been charged with is a lot of um, hearsay stuff and nothing with any kind of palpable proof, palpable meaning something I can see, touch, or smell, I don't think I should be addressing things that aren't that don't exist yet. Those hey. chart allegations might be out there, but it only makes sense to address them if it's trying to um if if there's some legal ramifications attached to it. If hey. but that's that's how I think about these kind of things. So. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, you, you work in that that space. So I think it's just a, a difference of two different perspectives of, of how we're looking at things. I think it's but I, 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 no, no, no. But hit me out. Though. I, I think I'm I think I'm looking at it from more of a 
moral perspective. Like if, if you got these things about you out there, you would think as a human being that you at least one point you would want to address these things. I think you're looking at it from more of a legal standpoint. Like if it's not anything out there concrete, then mm. why would you even feed into it? I think that's how you're looking. You're looking at it from the legal standpoint as if right. not, uh, that, 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 that's just how you're looking at it. And I think I'm more so looking at it from like just a... I still don't understand what the guy did. I, I, I don't understand... Did, was it was it a rapey situation? No, okay. If this helps, Chris, what what yeah. what has been alleged, and this is through Kelly Klein, through um, yeah. uh, Taylor Hendricks, and others, is in the case of Taylor Hendricks, the allegation was yeah, we know that one. Yeah, that one. That. Okay, Kelly Klein yeah. just came out and said, you know, there had been complaints, numerous complaints by multiple women to Ring of Honor's office that were never handled by them. They said they would investigate, and then they never followed up. It became a twofer, and Wade and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where the company Ring of Honor, it was served them no purpose to reveal what the investigations led to. Because right. he stayed on TV, unlike, say, a Marty Skrull, there was, a, you know, obviously the inference that there was it was either unfounded, they decided not to go further, or, you know, whatever it is, that's how they decided it. But then also, I, and, and this is to Andrew's point, um, I, you know, I even mentioned to Wade when we, when, when after they came back from the Minnesota show, during that scrum, you know, the argument was this wasn't the time and the place. It's like there is a time, just like any other difficult question as a journalist, you have to ask that question to get a person on the record yeah. to give an answer. Mm-hmm. And so when you say that, but then Jay Lethal doesn't get asked that question, and then that following Wednesday or Friday, whatever it was, where he had the the uh, the, the TNT title match, he puts up on Twitter when you do things the right way and you're proven to be in the right, good things happen to you. And it's like, well, that's a disingenuous statement because you've never said anything about anything. And now you're making mm-hmm. inferences the same way that you're saying these women are making inferences. If you want to fight in the court of public opinion, then you need to submit the information so the court can make that decision fairly. But to your okay. point, like I said, working in higher ed, that's not something you're not, you're going to want to put in the public sphere, but it's, yeah. it's, it's for the owner, like, especially considering when you think of speaking out, and I don't mean to, you know, somebody catch a stray, but it is what it is. Darby Allen was accused of stuff. And yeah, that's about, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Very yeah, true. Yeah, and I had that, yeah. that conversation with you, Rich. There, yeah. there, the, the wrestling industry, from an outsider looking in, is a trash industry when it comes to these kind of things. You know, it just is what it is. So it's like for the Jay Lethal stuff. We will have to talk about Darby Allen. We'd have to talk about my favorites. We have to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, we have to talk mm-hmm. about That's very all true. these very true. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Um, all these different kinds of things that have happened. Randy Orton. You know. Yeah, we talked about the know, pooping in the bag, but we didn't talk yeah, about yeah, putting his hand yeah. on his crotch and then saying you won't shake my hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. only stopping like, like, to like Justin these, Roberts when Stephanie walks in. Yeah, like, and, I, and I'm not prepared to let Jay Lethal be the fall guy for the this amount of trash in the industry. I think if they're if they're gonna fall, they need to fall together, or we have to accept that we like a trash industry. If we're gonna be cheering for Darby mm. Allen and, and talking about Darby Allen like you know, he's next great thing and stuff like that. Um, and with accusations out there, um, and to be fair to Darby Allen, he hasn't been formally charged with anything. So I don't, to protect what we do, we're not saying these cats have been charged with anything, but 
like if like like I just I I think that wrestling fans I think we have the worst habit of picking and choosing what we're gonna be getting outraged to when there's a lot to be outraged at mm-hmm. if that makes sense and um like what what do we as a society do with things like this mm. yeah and I, I think that. This is a a question that people have been wrestling with, particularly, and and I, I would, don't want to be remiss in this, uh, Rich, like because we're four dudes talking about this subject, right? And right. I think that there have been a lot of women who have been talking about this, not just last year with speaking out, but for years and years. Yeah. And I, I think that Chris brings up a lot of valid points, man, in terms of. Fans can be so fickle in what sense they will turn a blind eye to, right? Like, I like that dude, so whatever he's been accused of or alleged to be accused of, I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. I don't like that guy, so if he's got some dirt around him, I'm going to point that out. And it shouldn't be based on that. You know, it should be based on the truth. And so, like, I I feel like... (sighs) I don't know how I don't know how you fix it, Rich. Like I don't know how you like because even with speaking out, right? Like speaking out was hot for a minute, right? Like it had a season, and it felt like there were things changing. But now looking at it a year later, yeah, there were some changes, but for the most part, the business kept rolling. And so, like, what do what like what do we do to actually fix it in a fair way, right? For both the accused and the accuser. I think putting it out there, like I said, with the AEW example with with uh, Jay, it's not for me. It's not 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 hiring him. It's not uh, announcing you haven't hired him because remember, Tony was very loud about he would never hire Randy Orton when Randy made the comments about, "Hey, thanks for getting me my last raise." When they were having that conversation on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, same thing with Hogan and his wife when when that was popping up and saying they're banned forever from AEW. Yeah. Uh, so I think if you put it on record, here's our standard for evaluating uh, potential candidates for hire, and that's it. And then, then just leave it. You don't need to have any other statements. I think that allows you that leeway because then people see, here's your standard. Do you meet the standard or not? And then keep it moving. When you have the obfuscation like WWE did with Velveteen, where they're just like, we investigate it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about the text? Uh, we, we said, don't worry about it. What about, what about this person's video? No, no. I'm not answering any more questions about that. that reduces it to we're just going to do whatever we want until mm-hmm. such time as legally we have to get rid of this guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you with, with this, I, I think that's it's a fair question to talk about that. Just like I really appreciated that they didn't fire. I can't remember which gun it was for the tweets because awesome. you do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yeah. You do have to have. An opportunity because I'm also not going to be the person that says he's a kid at age like 20. When you do the math, he was like 20, 21. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like he was 14. Right. And and so I, I think that you, you, you got to have that capacity for growth and grace. But also when it comes to issues of this nature, when it comes to second parties, violence against women, you, you have if you're the progressive wrestling company, you cannot do what WWE would do and just put your head in the sand in terms of questions right. about the uh, authenticity of your vetting mm. process for a wrestler in this regard. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's a great point, Rich. And I think, 
you know yeah. that that was a uh, a detour uh, of sorts. But I think it was. That's every holiday party, though. Everybody got something. Every holiday party. Give me that house. Mama ain't give me the house because she couldn't trust you, and I gotta be out here. See, egg is wild. Every holiday party. That's that's how it goes. I I feel like that was a conversation that was that that it, it, it featured different perspectives. And I think, yeah. I think Chris also added some some points from a another perspective. Like I, I saw him mention that uh, once before about the you know about there being other situations that have come up with other people that constantly get praised and you know it's outline stuff against them and like get brushed to the side and you know at the same time like I, just listening to Rich's point make a hell of a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think I think the only thing that we can do is to continue having these conversations. Yeah. Also, like I like, I think that's just the the most simple thing to do that we can do looking at yeah. it from a, uh, I guess, analyst type perspective or podcasting yeah. type perspective, like just keep having these conversations, man. And then I think with the, as far as the rest of the business goes, uh, like what Rich said, I think he had a hell of a point. Like it's just a matter of fact that a company, you know, sort of maybe putting their vetting process out there about how they go about certain things and uh, mm-hmm. go about it from there. And I think that also we do, because if Jay Lethal is going to be working, he if he's not going to be going to jail, if he's going to be a member, Darby Allen, all these guys, if they're going to be members of civil society, productive members of civil society, we do have to judge them from this point moving forward as well and see what they do with their platform and see what kind of good mm-hmm. that they do with their platform. They're under a microscope now. So yeah. if if any more of these kind of things come out, you definitely have to act a lot more swift. You can't just sweep it under the rug. But um, if 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 you prove yourself to be a better person, because look, I I don't know what these guys did or didn't do, but if you can show me that you can be um, better than that person that has his name attached to that kind of chicanery, um, I can, I can at least work with that. I don't think you have to be that person that you were because whether you did or didn't do anything, your name being attached to that is never going to be a good thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at Chris in the in the holiday spirit. He's all about growth and forgiveness, and and that leads me to the very final guest that's coming to the party. Uh-huh. Since Chris mentioned forgiveness, is it time, Rich fan, that Terry gets an invite oh, to the Christmas no. party? Nate, don't <laughs> listen. Don't be in my don't be in my state. Like, forget about don't come down my street. Don't be in my neighborhood. Don't be in my state, Terry. Like, in fact, I'm flying my parents up from Tampa legitimately <laughs> to Pittsburgh so that way we can celebrate the holidays and not have any opportunity to run into that fool. Terry, so, Terry, Terry pull up. We, we stomping him out as soon as he get out of the car. Yeah, it's, it's Terry. He gets a nice little Christmas card with, like, Ralph Wiggum on the front, like, putting up a little star on the tree. And he opens it up at an Andrew Point and says, it's on site. <laughs> oh my goodness, bro! Chris, hey. you, you you out here talking about redemption and forgiveness? Are you ready to forgive Terry Bollea on these streets? Well, no, because the thing with Terry is he's just never shown that he's like Terry. 
See, the difference between Terry and everybody else that we talked about <laughs> is there's ocular and auditory proof of what Terry Bollea hey, has done. Ocular and auditory. You know what I'm he, he hits out with them <laughs> professor just, words. I'm just words. saying, you, you know what Terry's done. There's no question about what Terry did. There's, there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing to discuss. With, with Jay Lethal, you can have a discussion one way or the other. Yeah, I know Jay Lethal, he did that shit. No, yeah, I know late Jay Lethal, he would never do that shit. That's a discussion you can have. Right. Terry, we all heard the motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he done. <laughs> he done. This is what it is. So, no, Man. I don't, I, yeah. Man, Man, you, 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 want, you want to know, I, I love how. We've all like just just as one one people just come together and just decide to call this man Terry. Like he's no yeah. longer. You Hulk lost Hogan. the Hulk. He, he, <laughs> he, he, and I always, I, I got this um this video when it was when me Nate and Chris uh, recorded the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it had to be November 29th. I'm so fucking long ago, but uh, I, I remember he was talking about how he was racist in the refractory. Yeah, <laughs> the refractory like pit. that's that's how deep. Terry Belay is racist oh, with Rich Fan. Goodness, he was in yeah. he was in the refractory period. What should have been the happiest time of his life after he smashed his friend's wife on camera? <laughs> and he's he just out here being as racist as he wanted. Oh my brother. goodness, bro! I mean, that was up there with the. Uh, there were two things he cared about, if I remember correctly, from that when they were playing it. Uh, <laughs> he felt bloated because of too much pasta and racism, <laughs> like. Yes. Like yep. how, how? What do we? You got body dysmorphic disorder and schism. <laughs> like Terry, like you just need you, you just need maybe go out the complex carbs uh-huh. and seek growth. Yep. That that's that's my prescription for him. Yeah. But yeah, he and I love that. I mean, I I have my nice dry Terry shirt Cam put out a couple of years ago, <laughs> uh, and, and it's just it's it's really funny to see how hard he's worked to not seek any sort of growth. Man, right. hey, 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 Rich, yeah. I, to hit on your point, the, the the way that they, I'm pretty sure all of us saw it, man, the way that they tried to block out the amount of booze he was getting at WrestleMania was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. they was booing this man out of that stadium. Yo, the fact and, 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 and Titus O'Neil was at the strays, man. Yo, the fact <laughs> Titus O'Neil did that, he should have a job for life with I'm that t- company. I'm I know, you. for real. I'm telling you. So true. I'm yeah, telling you, he, he 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 bit the bullet on that one. Yeah, he bit the bullet, and he went he went through with it. Like, it, I remember I was listening to this uh this one conversation Bianca Belair was having, and the, the interviewer was like uh sort of asking her about some of the some of the legends that were appearing on the sh- on the show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she she like she he brought up Hulk Hogan a couple times, Terry Belair, and she like completely ignored this dude every <laughs> single time. Like, and he, he 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 was trying so hard to like you you know you know. Hulk Hogan and she she was like just dismissing him and mentioning every other let it was hilarious, bro. Like she she knew what she was doing, but it like Terry don't I, even go here. Ter- Terry definitely don't go. Terry Terry bad for life, man. Yeah. But like uh, I, I wanted I wanted to ask y'all real, real quick. So on, on some on some positive news, we just had a great conversation. I appreciate y'all all the different perspectives being open. Like I think that's a a great thing. With you know, it can be a different opinions. Yeah. Everything ain't gotta be the same, and then we can all like sort of think of some some type of common solution that we can mm-hmm. like try to present from our perspective as far as we can. So yeah, I just want to say, I appreciate y'all, uh, you know, having that open discourse, uh, Chris, Nate and uh, Rich, but like, uh, also on, on a positive note, I want to ask y'all, did y'all get to see that brother Darius Lockhart's NWA debut promo 
when he yes. was at the snack. Oh my goodness, man! I was like, there it is, there it is, Super, superstar the status. There it is. I mean, like, NWA yeah. trying to steal the Nubian wrestling alive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe. Look, look, look here, man. Like, like I know we like we starting to do ads now here post wrestling. So Uh-oh. Billy Corgan, Uh-oh. Billy Corgan want to advertise on the NWA podcast? I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But but man, that uh, that, Billy that promo, money spin too. <laughs> that, that I said that that promo that uh, long car cut like I, I, yeah. I think a, that stood out to stood out to a lot of people. Like it was, I don't know, man. It was, it was just authentic. It was cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It didn't feel forced. Like you know, he he went on the staff. I think that I think especially with the NWA, they just took, hey, bro, you you got a mic, you got X amount of minutes. You know, I don't know what you're gonna say, but say it. You know what I'm saying? And, and yep. he he went out there and he said it. So. I, I think that was a very, very, uh, very, very, very great appearance for somebody to just uh, be popping up on the NWA. Very, I'm very excited to see what he's going to do going forward. Yeah, and I think what that speaks to, Andrew, is something we've seen all year. Uh, and I do want to give a tip of the cap to, uh, you know, our guy Righteous Reg, not only for doing a theme song, mm-hmm. but for producing the BW500. And I think what a lot of the performers on that list have in common is when they are given the chance to be authentically themselves, you know, authentically black you know Mm -hmm. authentically whatever it is that makes them them it connects with an audience you know what i mean yeah like you know you talk about darius you know i'm thinking about you know somebody like lee moriarty or you know somebody uh like aggression you know shane taylor promotions um you know somebody like a leo like when you allow these performers to be themselves you know what's the old the old uh cliche rich you know, being a wrestler is just being yourself turned up to 10. When we allow these performers to turn themselves up to 10 and give them that space, they can go out there and make magic. And so the issue that we've been talking about on this show and, and you know, people like Rich have been talking about at the torch and, and people like SP3 have been talking about at True Heel Heat, uh, you know, the Grapsity, uh, you know, Public Enemies, whoever you want to listen to. One of the things we've all been talking about in our own ways is, why aren't these folks being allowed to be themselves? Because that is not only what's going to make them the best performer, but if you're the company, that's what's going to make you the most money because people are going to relate to that character. And so that, like if I had one wish for 2022, Andrew, it would be that more companies would allow these performers the freedom to be themselves and not be some 75-year-old man's version of what a 20-year-old, 25-year-old black dude would be. Yeah. No, nah, that, 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 that's not on the mark, man. But with Vince, I, I, specifically, specifically speaking about WWE, that's going to be a situation where uh, until he's uh, out of that position that he's in, I, I, I highly doubt that it's ever going to change. Like, I mean, he he had, honestly, one of the greatest assembled rosters, like, ever. Like, legit, you say two years ago, maybe even a year ago, he had one of the legitimate, one of the greatest talent rosters, including NXT. Like, that roster was amazing. 2019, 2018, that was one of the best rosters I've ever seen. Like, the talent he had is, is ridiculous. Some of the talent he still has has under his uh, under contract, ridiculous. You look at Ricochet, Mustafa Ali, who I think everybody has been advocating for for quite some time, including Ricochet. Um, I, I think with Ricochet, is getting to the point where people just getting tired of it because it's, like, it's so, it's so obvious, the talent that's there, and it's like they just don't want to recognize it. But, yeah, well... Uh, with WWE, man, like it, it, it's so many wrestlers, uh, so, so so many people, so many black talents uh, in there that can that can thrive. So, and and I mean, even outside, not even just primarily focused on WWE, man. You got so many people out there on the independent scene that's just mm-hmm. looking for a shot. 
You know, so all they need is just one shot. All they need to get in, get in front of somebody's camera or need for the right person to see them. And I, I think social media is also like one of the biggest mediums out there. Like it is, it is the biggest medium out there. So when you see like a like it, it was this guy, this independent wrestler named Trevor Ion. I don't know if y'all had a chance to see him, but he he, he does like yeah. he, he, he he did like that vampire vampire like type thing. And the, and the, the reason I, I liked it was because. I don't really see nobody like trying to do that stuff, and it's so it's so out there for an independent mm-hmm. wrestler that doesn't have a consistent TV platform to try to like do that, like yeah. and, and you know normally on independent shows it's not storyline stuff. It's just like well, how can we get the best match to get the best crowd, mm-hmm. and like for him to stick to that and consistently push that this this vampire s gimmick and like keep going forward and keep putting out these different promo materials and stuff and buying the stuff with a backdrop yep. and stuff, bro. That shit is so cool to me, bro. Because like he's 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 trying some. He's trying to stick out from the crowd. He, I'm pretty sure he can go out there and just be professional wrestler A who does great moves and who can get booked on any show. But like the fact that he's trying something so different and like it's it's so fucking out there. Like that shit is cool, bro. Like and I I, I yep. hope that a guy like him. But I'm t- like all, like in, in that, not even just in wrestling. Like even in just in general, you only need one person in this world to see. I'm t- it just take one person. When mm-hmm. the right person see you, and then I'm telling you, you take off yep. from that. So yeah, guys like him, dudes like O'Shea Edwards, who about to be a free agent, yep. Trisha Dora, man, you, you got. Uh, I was about to say Lee Moriarty, but he like he fucking took off this year, so mm-hmm. he um, he all set. Tony, Tony Khan put him in that spot. He was like, hey, I'm gonna ask you in front of all these people, so you can't yep. say no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it's it's so, like Willow Nightingale just had the match with Roxy last night yeah. at, uh, yeah. at at our which final battle. Man, we could sit here and list so many people, like the dude Waves and Curls, who we just had the match yes. on uh, AEW yeah, Dark, yeah. people people tried to make light of them and try to, you know, do their little corny little shit. But those dudes are generally funny. They got charisma, and that'll take you a long way. Like, Yo, who's my girl uh, that was at the uh, NWA uh, 73rd show? Uh, the, uh, not the, the the women's show. Uh, 2D, uh, 2D Lynn from St. Louis. 2D, yeah. 2D, 2D, 2D Lynn. Lynn. 2D Lynn is very cool, bro. Yeah. Very, very cool. Like, yeah, so there's so much talent. I'm t- it's, it's, so, it's so many people and, and I can only imagine like the people that's out there that like haven't been like sort of been given that play like we don't even know that they're out there yet you know what I'm saying like they they just getting started so mm-hmm. it, it, it's cool to see man like you got to do uh don't die miles I don't know if y'all heard like he, he tried to I think he does some like so, uh hardcore slash deathmatch stuff yeah. real, real cool you know what I'm saying? like it's, it's so many yep. so many black talents out there man I'm telling you like it's it, it's just a matter of like you just need to get the right eyes in front of them, bro. That's how it is. All you need is one shot, bro. Uh, Alex uh, down in MLW. Alex, Alex Kane killing it. Yeah, he, killing it. he, he got the rocket strap now. He got the. That's a good that, brother right there. That, that's that's Cole Bauer, man, right there. Mm-hmm. That's yep. his man. Hey, Cole Bauer's old. Like I can only imagine Ooh. what it's like for somebody, for him right now, in, in this climate, man, to have the company CEO openly saying that's that's my dude right there. You know what I'm saying? But like, you got to fucking like boost the confidence that is yep. on top of pressure. But like, still. see what can happen when 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 corporate actually gets behind <laughs> the talent and and wants the talent to grow. That's it's a, crazy, say, a about, crazy concept, Andrew. I about to say we ain't even mentioned like the dudes like Mary Reed who been going hard and yeah, you know what I'm saying right, like yeah, I'm telling yeah. like, it's, it's it's so many it's so many people, man. So it's, much it's, it's so many people, so many people. It's, 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 I'm pretty sure 2022 is going to be another uh, another banner year. Another band. I'm, 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 Reg I'm, already got his work cut out for him for this next 500. <laughs> he definitely do, man. Shout out to uh, shout out to Reg, but I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing like uh, what, what shows they're gonna do uh, in Dallas next year. 
like I'm, I'm very interested. In that. I know that's gonna be a big weekend. I know GCW doing their whole like World Fair thing. It's gonna be like podcast platforms, and I, I know there's probably gonna be a lot of uh, a lot, lot of different podcasts, you know, down there. I, I think that's gonna be something that's gonna be real cool to see, like different events, and games, and shit. Like, you know, like, it's just cool stuff that's happening in wrestling, man. Like overall, all across the board. But yep. you know, and, and and again, I just wanted to you know bring up that conversation that we had. I think that was a real like good conversation that had a lot of different perspectives and points brought up and it just added all added to the overall conversation that's going to continue to keep having and I'm pretty sure yeah. we all going to keep talking about it you know going forward and, and yeah. you mentioned Andrew like Vince McMahon like a couple of years ago he put together like one of the greatest rosters ever assembled and I feel yeah. like this month on the NWA podcast you know I feel like Vince McMahon a little bit today because I'd have put together <laughs> I'd have put together this roster of all these uh, excellent black journalists and, and, and content creators and podcasters and media members. And we didn't talk to and, and gave the people something good this holiday season. So uh, before we get out of here this month, uh, I, I just want to go around the horn one last time and, you know, give everybody a chance to let everybody know what they're doing and where they can find them. Cause I think that's been one of the cooler things about this past year. Uh, and really, you know, since the pandemic started, Rich, you've seen a lot more community and, uh, you know, particularly with, in our space, like a lot of black led projects working together. And that's cool. Cause it shouldn't be a competition thing. It should be, we all trying to help each other, man. Cause we all want the same thing or we all should want the same thing. Cause I can't speak for every black media member out there. They are mm. there. They, they are some who will not be named. Uh, but, <laughs> but rich, rich fan. I'm gonna name you. Uh, cause, cause you are here doing good work with the torch. Uh, let people know where they can find you, brother, and uh, you know some of the stuff that you got coming up for the end of the year. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore Fan. Everything I do with the Torch is at pwtorch.com. If you want to go VIP, appreciate it. If not on the free side of things, you can always listen to me on the Deep Dive every Saturday. Uh, one of the new things we're going to be introducing starting in 2022 with the podcast I'm doing over at the Torch and kind of life, trying to do dad stuff. I'm going to be doing three of the four weeks in a, in a month. And then one, one week out of the month, my buddy will cooling over in the UK is going to do the deep dive mm-hmm. and uh, be my, uh, be the Leno to my letterman, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully I, I say that that doesn't work out well for in the long run. Like Leno kind of like, he like had him to go out back a little bit, just go see, go see Jesus. But hopefully that's not the case here. But if you see me on the VIP side, I do everything with Rich and Wade where, me and editor publisher Wade Keller talk about the events of the day. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on here. And I love, like you said, this opportunity at NWA to, for all of us to get together and talk. And there isn't this feeling of, I got to get my crap in. You got to get your crap in. Or, yeah. You know, like there's feel, oh, he's got more followers than me or he's got more views than me. And I know you said you wanted to be positive about it, but I, I will, I will not name names, but I, I'm glad that the folks I've met through, um, you guys, mm-hmm. I've never ever felt like if I walked in a room the second I left, they're going to be saying sideways stuff like some people could. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's right, it's yeah. appreciated. The love is there, and I look forward to any time you have me on. No doubt, no doubt, and and it wouldn't surprise me if we heard Rich on some other programs here because I know there's some MCU stuff popping. So you know, Rich, Uh-oh. Rich, Rich wearing many shirts around Tease. here. So you never oh, know yeah. when Rich fan will pop up on post wrestling. But we always glad to have you, brother. Uh, we we definitely appreciate any time you can make time for us, uh, but but I'm gonna go back to that to that Leno Letterman analogy you threw out there because I'm gonna say you know during that situation with Jay Leno and David Letterman, I was always a fan of the young cat Conan O'Brien. 
that was coming out here being all smart Sir, and whatnot. <laughs> and so, so, so we got a young young brother out here being all smart and whatnot. Andrew Thompson, one of the hardest working brothers in the game, man. Andrew Thompson, what you got going on, man? Plug the uh, YouTube channel and uh, whatever you got going on for Post, nephew. Yeah, yeah man, they, they can check out all my written work uh, on the Post Wrestling site. I'm always putting up news articles and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a good time doing that. Thoroughly enjoy that stuff. Um, and, you know, they can check out my YouTube channel, Andrew Thompson Interviews. I had just did my first sort of non-wrestling interview with, with, with a guy who owns like a wrestling uh <laughs> So it is, it is wrestling related, but not more so not a wrestler, but it was a guy named uh, Griff Briggs who owns this wrestling supercar game. And they've been doing it for like seven years. And it finally like, you know, took off or something. Like, and it, it was just real cool to sort of mm-hmm. do something outside of uh, outside of interviewing a wrestler, I should say. It, it was just mm-hmm. cool to uh, sort of, you know, do something a little different. And uh, everybody go check that out on my YouTube. We pushing up on 800 subscribers. We almost there. We okay. almost home. Okay. We almost home, man. But yeah, man, about uh, to get that monetization. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but other than that, man, they can follow me on Twitter, uh, Ad Thompson underscore underscore. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to do better job at tweeting. You know, I just post my work on there and I go. So I'm, 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 I'm gonna try to, uh, you know, do do that. But you know, that's why we got platforms like this, man. That's why we got the NWA yeah. podcast. We come over here, talk yeah. our shit, and you know, there you go. But yeah, I, I appreciate y'all, man. It's all love, you know. I appreciate, uh, Rich. I've just gotten to know you. I would say over the past this past year, honestly, it's been great seeing you do stuff, man. I know you've been a staple in, in, in this community for you know for a while now. So I'm, I'm glad to see you like getting your flowers and stuff like that. Nate and Chris, and I know y'all the past two years, y'all two are the most funniest people I've ever met in my life. Y'all y'all work hard too, man. I know y'all got outside stuff going uh, outside of professional wrestling that you got going on as well. So I think it just shows a lot to the fact that y'all dedicate. Uh, a lot of time into this and into your Patreon and stuff while on top of having outside, uh, like, you know, real life duties going on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, much respect to all of y'all. It's been a great year. It's been a trying year. But guess what? Like we always do, we still here. Black yep. people, we always make it through. Always. It never fails. <laughs> we gonna find a way, Andrew. It never fails. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. We appreciate that, nephew. Like, again, like, Andrew is doing doing good work, man. Like, like Chris, like I think we we both said this. Uh, we might have yeah. even said this to Andrew. Like, like, ain't no way I could be doing like just the amount of shows Andrew covers. Yeah. Like, dude is a machine, and, and it's, I'm glad he's starting to get recognized for that man because because the brother's been working hard, and, and you know, yeah. like, like that hard work it pays off, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. And whatever any of my wrestling journalist friends get paid. To watch NXT 2.0, <laughs> it's, it's not enough. You need raises. Um, and you need raises on top of those raises. See, Chris, Chris, oh, look, 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 all, all due respect to the professor, but Chris, I, I know you about to go to some WrestleManias out here, you know? Yeah. So, like, like if you see Brian Breaker on these streets, I, I ain't going to be able to help you, fam. Hey, hey, hey Chris, Chris, real quick. Uh, I, 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 I look, man. Hey, no, I Chris, believe in the Second Amendment. Is a, so you try some, you try some shit damn. with me, man. Uh, don't, 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 don't try no shit with me, man. Why are you throwing the blicky uh, brawn? We bro. got Arn Anderson over here. Arn Anderson is on the yeah. New York wrestling advocate. I am from the Arn Anderson school of that. Yeah, so hey. <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be trying no funny stuff, wrestling people. Yeah. Hey, 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 Chris, hey, Chris uh, that, that just reminded me of that. I'm, I'm pretty sure y'all seen that video of that, that security dude 
who's always acting like he know how to get people out of situations with guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. goodness, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he go, he, he, he gonna get somebody hurt. But, but Chris, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, well, Nate, I know you're about to wrap it up. Chris, I wanted to ask you on NXT 2.0 because I know you brought it up. If, if, if you were Triple H, do, do you even see a point of coming back? I mean, yeah, because you're in the family and this is what you married into. I don't know what your discernible <laughs> skills outside of wrestling are. No, 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 Chris. I, no, no, Chris. I, I mean, more so managing NXT 2.0 because Shawn Michaels is like hitting that right now. Do you think it's a point of him even like trying to come back and like sort of continue on with what NXT 2.0 is, or like you think he probably more likely was that, or, or would you like just step away from it completely and just focus on your sort of uh, WWE corporate duties opposed to NXT? I mean, just get paid, man. <laughs> very I don't know what else to say about that, dude. Just get your man. money, man. Uh, but but I do want to say, um, I'm going to do it a second because um, I want to, uh, I do respect all the journalistic work um, that we do. I did go to school for journalism. I don't, I, 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 I in my, in the journalism space, I don't consider myself a journalism, a journalist, but I do recognize that I'm in the journalist space. Right. So I, we all have to kind of be honest from our perspective. So I, um, I, one thing I do respect about Andrew is that when he had the chance to interview Jay, Jay Lethal, and they were trying to kind of mm. hamper the questions yeah. that he should or shouldn't ask, and he decided to pass on the interview. The other alternative that you could have did, Andrew, is just ambush him with those questions anyway. And there are a lot of people in this space that would have done that. So you did a respectful thing. You were yeah. like, why don't we just not do this? I, I yeah. came I was telling Nate, when we did uh, Kings of Sport, um, <clears throat> I had the chance to interview uh, Buff Bagwell mm-hmm. right after he got that DUI. And um, shout out to uh, Mike Knox, uh, host of uh, the BDSIR Network. What my um, I still kind of work with them, so I don't want to say former, but Mike Knox, a uh, great brother. Um, I, I told him when we did that interview, I was like, okay, he just got the DUI and he right. hasn't canceled the interview. We've got to ask about this DUI. We we can't get away with not doing it. And to Buff Bagwell's credit, he answered questions about it, man. We mm. were we were the the ones to to break his first interview after he got into that situation. So um I understand from a journalist standpoint what you do. Um, and and how you have to operate in that space, and I also understand from the legalese standpoint. Um, I just I don't just go out there freely giving apologies and shit like that. Right. I, I never agree with that because I'm also, even though I'm in this uh, wrestling journalist space, I'm also a black man, and I'm never gonna not be able to wear that hat when I talk about these kinds of things. So if, if you don't like me bringing up race all the time, then um, I, I don't know what to tell you. Cause I'm going to bring it up all the time. The name of this show is 
Nubian wrestling advocates, not the not talk about race wrestling ever advocates. So that's a um, terrible podcast but, name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, anyway, it doesn't like, ring off the tug. So, but I appreciate that. And then I also want to give a shout out to um, to Rich because I've been listening to Rich on um, the Torch for some years now and doing that episode of um the um deep dive was a lot of fun and again i respect and i and i want to thank the both of you for making me understand the jay lethal thing better because the way it was being explained to me was was just so silly and stupid that i just it just didn't make any sense but then rich when you told me about this guy tweet that thing. This like okay, that that's silly. I I would never do something like that, mm. um, and I would never advise anybody to do anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So from that perspective, at least I have some context to understand things by. Because I'm always right. going to need context. I'm not like I'm I'm never going to be like yo uh, apologize. I don't believe cancel co- culture exists. I think the people that get canceled are we're we're never going to you know, that don't come back from it. We're always going to be the people who they were anyway. Um, and yeah, man. So I appreciate congregating with you brothers and just being able to understand and you guys being able to, to flesh out this whole thing for me so I can at least understand it better before, um, be, before I'm like, what, what the, what the hell? But yeah, yeah. you know, that's, that's just it for me. That's love, Chris. It's all love, brother. Yeah. That's that's what it's about, yeah. man. We understand each other. Look, look at Nate. Nate got the biggest smile on his face right now. Nate, Nate look like he just he just won the bot, won the damn lottery. I'm telling you, like, this this is this is why you know part, about, of reason, man. part of the reason why like I love having Chris on the show is because you know we all are around the same like in terms of our ideology, in terms of the way we think about the world. We're all kind of on a similar path, but we come at it from different directions. Yeah. And so I appreciate what Chris brings to the show and, and thinking of things in a more analytical way yeah. uh, versus like the emotion uh, of things or, or, you know, thinking out of the moment. Like Chris takes a, a bigger view of a lot of these issues. And I appreciate what Chris brings to the table. Uh, what, what's that Twitter, Chris? Cause uh, don't, don't think uh, these people ain't going to have stuff to say to you. What's that Twitter? Oh, oh, everybody want to get I'm at this man, Chris, <laughs> over the holiday season. Be nice. Be gentle. I be don't nice. Want, be gentle. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want any static with, uh, with Braun Breaker or Eddie Wrestler. I feel bad for Braun Breaker. I want him to root. Um, but but your name is Braun Breaker, my dude. Uh, but, yeah, you can, you can follow me at KMEZDoesIt. Um, and we can uh, go tit for tat on uh, various issues, you know. If, as long as you come respectfully, um, um, I got I'm no I got no problem with it. And that, and also, you know, I'm willing to interview and sit down with, and I'm sure Nate is also any wrestler who um, wants to get anything off their chest as far mm. as this stuff is concerned, you know. Because my my whole thing is I don't want to be making assumptions about what you did or didn't do um that that's my thing and you know and as journalists all we can go by is your actions and your inactions 
And those inactions sometimes speak louder than the actions. So, you know, mm-hmm. you got you got folks in the space listening and waiting for you to do stuff, man. I think that we are a fair platform. I think Rich is a fair journalist. I think Andrew is a fair journalist. Free yourself, man. <laughs> Talk to us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and just let us know your perspective. We're not here to discredit you or anything like that. If anything, I want to understand how things work from a black wrestler's perspective. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be the one saying, oh, you shouldn't have been hired by, look, man, I shouldn't have been hired for a lot of different jobs, man. (laughs) I I, I worked worked at Chick-fil-A as my first job. I stole at least $25,000 $25,000 worth of Chick-fil-A. Damn. Zero, right? I mean, I thought you were going to say like $25. 25, you had a couple 000. of zeros. Like, how much chicken you take, bro? If you adjust they, that shit they, for inflation, it's probably $25,000. They, they got Chris Pitchell on corporate walls right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that rehire. Hey, 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 that's what, that's what Chris, he ain't hiding right now. They on his ass. Right, right. <laughs> his name ain't even really Chris. That's just the... <laughs> That's his gimmick name, brother. The Chick Fil A thief. They Yo, own him. We do. Yeah. Look. Look. <laughs> that's, that's a damn shame. This is the way the empire crumbles, Rich. Like this hey. man that threw away his whole <laughs> professorial hey. career over hey. some chicken. Hey, Nate, what, 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 what a way to end a podcast. Oh, man, Chris just admitted he stole twenty five thousand for you. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A don't play. Like, yeah. So it was, oh, my goodness. It was good man. knowing Chris. Hey, man, was, I appreciated you being on this show. Uh, we may or may not be back with Chris <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> Chick-fil-A got lawyers on these streets. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Petty, man. Like $25,000 worth of Chick-fil-A. That's yeah. something. He, Chris Phil probably got Polynesian sauce at the crib. Yeah, I probably do. I probably got like pages of that shit. I lost all of my covers and stuff. Yeah, but uh, if, if you want to hear more from me, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why Chris, why Chris is on this show, ladies. Oh, you can't predict what this right. brother gonna say. Uh, but but you won't hear more from me. You can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Mosaic. You can check out, of course, the NWA podcast here on Post, as well as the archives of the Rocky Mod via Picture Show, uh, which may or may not uh, have something in the works. Y'all gotta keep keep your ears open for that one, just in case. Um, I also am on the Kings of Sport, which was myself and Marcus Vandenberg. Now it's just kind of me and Chris. If Chris hops in or SP3, like it's just me and people. Um, me and people. We got a Patreon, <laughs> Patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. Five dollars gets you in the door this holiday season. Uh, and I'm just going to throw this out there because because we we talked about it behind the scenes, but coming in in the next year, you might hear more contributions on the Patreon from Chris and Andrew uh, amongst some other people. Okay. So so we gonna tease, see little, little tease right little, there. Little just let y'all know what might be coming down the pike. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there's the uh, Naomi podcast, not the wrestler, but the DC Comics mm-hmm. character over on uh, DC TV podcast is me and uh, Chris's LA homegirl Brittany Monet. We got that show. That just started up. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I got the main event over at Place to Be Nation. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff, but just go to uh, in the number eight M O Z A I K Nate Mosaic on Twitter to get all the links to all them shows. And uh, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Not only for this episode, but for this year, uh, 2021 is is uh, about to be uh, in the books. 
but before we go, I just wanted to again thank everybody that was here this on this episode. Uh, Chris, Andrew, Rich Fan, SP3. I want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll be back in January of 2022 with an all new episode of the NWA podcast. And and fellas, you know this is a special occasion. You know this is a our, our Christmas episode. Uh, so I wanted to end it with a with a poem. Uh, if you don't mind, Rich Fan, uh, a poem that, that really encapsulates the spirit of the season. And it goes a little something like this, Andrew. And I heard him exclaim as he flew into the night, Merry Christmas to all. And Terry, it's on sight. <laughs> for Rich Fan, for Andrew Thompson, for SP3, for the Professor Chris Ely, I'm the Godfather Nate Milton. Thank y'all for listening to the NWA podcast. Y'all have a happy and safe holiday season. Have a happy new year. We'll catch y'all in 2022. Go get vaccinated if you ain't got vaccinated yet because it's not a game. And remember, the revolution may not be televised, but it damn sure will be podcast. See y'all next week. It's for the culture and we reppin' it. It's for the culture and we reppin' it.